This week on Nintendo Main. It's me, Mario. Why won't anybody dance with me? And I still don't have 120 stars. Oh, no. Nintendo Main episode 91. We are your hosts. I'm Trey Music Master Johnson. I'm Jeremy Crops of Corn Mikowski. I'm John Change the System Knitter. <laughs> and John Change the System Knitter. Well, last week when we weren't recording, uh, I guess uh, sort of unceremoniously, we uh, we asked John to join us as a regular on here on the show. So now he's on here. He will yep. be here on regularly. I'm so, so uh, you Returning know. Returning regular, John. If any, he'll be in the regular mix because I like the three-person chemistry that we got here. So promotion, thank you, appreciate it, and uh, yeah, I'm happy to be on the show. Now I have one less podcast to listen to, so yeah. Well, you what? You can't listen to yourself now since you're on can, here. Well, it won't be as much of a surprise what's going on. Oh sure. Yes. Well, yeah, That's true. You can listen to my movie podcast if you want. You're not on that one. That's true. The That's Honey true. Darling Show. You can find that at that spot if you search for it wherever. But, uh, I'm going to start my uh, applesauce podcast soon. Yeah, about yeah, how to make applesauce. types of applesauce. <laughs> there's a market for everything, man. Yeah, so there's three of us now. If uh, if any of you have problems with it, you know you can email us at NintendoMainPodcast.com. Make sure you send each thing three times because there's three of us now. Yeah, and make sure you address it to each person with three paragraphs. Anyway, we're here, you know, we're here with Nintendo Main Podcast, this the world's greatest podcast that talks about Nintendo and Nintendo-like stuff. Um, let's do what we normally do on the show every week and talk about money that we spent for the week. I'll go first. I didn't really spend much. I think I just bought Star- Stardew Valley, so that's all I did. What did you guys do? I didn't buy anything this week. No money dropped? No updates from me. No, no. That's okay. Oh, wait, you're off the show now, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> have to spend money every week. What did, you, did I already say I bought golf last week? Yeah, I already said that. I, uh, I just bought Stardew Valley, Valley as well. That's all I bought. I was going to say, that was like two weeks ago. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah you bought Stardew Valley too, which we're definitely going to talk about that in the first part of our show. At some point, we'll give our Stardew impressions. Well, Jeremy will give more because he's played a lot more than I have. But we'll talk about that. Um, is there anything in the news you want to talk about real quick? I guess we could talk... Um, we could talk that Game Boy thing. Supposedly there's a patent for a Game Boy system coming out, like something, you know, in the future, like a Game Boy Classic type thing. Yeah, one of those patent leaks or whatever. Not really a leak, but just like showing that Nintendo applied for a patent for the likeness of the Game Boy to contain software in some way. Yeah, there was a patent last Which... week, too, for 64 also. So I don't know if this is just, they're just patenting everything. Yeah, they're just thinking ahead and... Uh, getting their patents back for all that how do you think uh i mean we we didn't really talk like last week was such a big episode that mostly we just talked about super nintendo classic but we never really got to talk about where like where we thought that they would go from here so from there so we can do that now if you want like what the future of the classics is so yeah next year we've got the uh nes classic coming back yeah but i think people would be disappointed if that was the only one that came out next yeah. year so it's really going to be you know what is it the game boy or the n64 what do you guys think Oh, I would really, really like to see a Game Boy, but the question is like, how would you do it? And is it gonna? And it's probably gonna be a lot more expensive, right? Because it has a screen on it now. Maybe not, though. Or what do you think? I mean, it's. I think that they could get a pretty good screen that was not a touch screen because it doesn't need to be. 
doesn't need to be. And, right. they, and it could be like look for like a hundred bucks. It costs less than fifty bucks to make. How much is a two DS now? A two DS is like those are like sixty dollars, right? <laughs> yeah, I think it's either sixty or seventy now. Yeah, so that, I mean that's twice as many screens, and, and that's actually one screen. On the oh, one screen. That's 2DS. right. Of course. Yeah. But on the uh, on the new Nintendo two DS, it is two screens. Well, yeah, so, but that one's like two fifty, right? The the new Nintendo. Uh, or is, it one, or is it one? Or is it one fifty? I think it's yeah, yeah. So I guess I like guess the Game Boy only has to be four colors. You know, they could get some random outdated screen. <laughs> well, right, I, they could, but it'd actually probably be cheaper to use. You know, something within the last couple of right. years because there's a huge excess of them produced. But yeah, it would be really cool if they did use like an old like calculator type of screen. That would be awesome. Yeah, it just has to be. It has to be backlit. I don't think they can do a no backlit thing again. Like, I don't think people want to get like that nostalgic in their Game Boy playing, <laughs> where they just make it that, like the brick and I digital, mean, but you can't see it. <laughs> you know, well, they should have the option to turn the backlight off if you want. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I wonder if they'll do the color, like if they want would do the color Game Boy games on the same model, or if they would separate the two. In yeah. which case, at that point, you might as well just have a normal screen. Yeah, that's that's where it gets a little complicated if they're doing a Game Boy Classic thing because it's like, are are you just going to do straight up Game Boy? Are you going to do Game Boy Color? Are you going to do Game Boy Advance? Like, or maybe they just want to wait and just do one, you know, do just straight up Game Boy to start off. Which would there be like thirty games for straight up Game Boy <laughs> to put on there? I mean, I think you're kind of reaching on that too. I don't know. Yeah, they would all be pretty. I mean, you get like what, like twenty good games on there, and then you have ten puzzle games or something. I yeah, because I was gonna say, like, what are like some games that are really great for the original Game Boy? I mean, well, there's like Link's Awakening, you know, of, of course, course yeah. and then there's like Mario Land. Well, there's Mario One mm-hmm. Land One, Two, and Three. Three being like Wario Land, so mm-hmm. you have those you have Pokemon games. Yeah, Pokemon seems like I don't know if they would put that on there or not. You know, because you then they would have to put some sort of link thing too, right? It just seems like so much more complicated to do the Game Boy. I think at this point they could just release a Game Boy that had Pokemon preloaded on it. Yeah, sell it for like forty bucks and people would buy it. Yeah, sure. Yeah, because if you want to get into the the Pokemon stuff, it's like, well, that's you know that's a big game and that'll be. You know, you could sell it, like you're saying, like you could sell it on its own, like just like that. So, I don't know. Yeah, the Game Boy is really complicated, but I really want them to, I would really love to see them do one. And it would be really, really cool if they could get the rights to, like, sit Tetris and just do that on there. Because Tetris is, like, the Game Boy game, you know, I think. Yeah. I mean, I think there's a lot of people that bought, like, I think that was what made the Game Boy successful, is Tetris. Right, right. You know, because that game was so easily playable, and people loved it. And a lot of people who didn't play games bought a Game Boy for Tetris. So it wouldn't feel right if it wasn't on the Game Boy Classic. You could put, uh, what, that Metal Gear Solid game supposed to be really cool? Yeah, that was a color game, though. Oh, so you're thi- oh, we're talking, sorry, original yeah. Game Boy. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. That's what yeah, I'm we saying. Have to like, uh, after a while, don't you? Yeah, I don't know if it played. Is Mole, is Mole Mania an original Game Boy game? I don't know. I never played Mole Mania. I That's think... a Shigeru Miyamoto like original idea. Oh, okay. Well, you could do like those Game and Watch games <laughs> that were on Game Boy, but that's, that's Final like... Fantasy Adventure games. I didn't play those, but yeah. Well, there's like uh, I, yeah. I mean, yeah. You know, I, mean, I guess they were they were technically re-released for the Switch in Japan, and then the in the Secret of Mana collection. Because they're technically Secret of Mana games. Oh, I think right. the trouble with the Game Boy games is that if you're doing a classic version, so many of the Game Boy games are already kind of dumbed down versions of their NES counterparts. Yeah. 
It's true. Well, you could do. Like, I was going to say you could do the Mega Man games, like thinking of that. But they're they're kind of the same, but they're different enough, I guess. But yeah, no, you're right. A lot of them are like if you did like. Well, they wouldn't do Ducktales, but Ducktales like on Game Boy that was like you know smaller version of the regular one. So you'd want to go. I guess you'd want to go with the stuff that's like more I'd more unique. More Game Boy Color you know, era, it got like really shovelwary. Game Boy Color. I thought there was a lot yeah. of shovelware for Game Boy straight up too. Well, I just mean for ports like. Uh, I mean, do you remember like Mortal Kombat like on Game Boy? Or like Killer Instinct on Game Boy, yeah. Like those games yeah. are terrible, <laughs> you like know. Step and, up from those Tiger LCD games, and those were like, I mean, those were like, you know, ports to the straight up regular Game Boy. Like I those just, games I are terrible. Playing that, yeah, the Mortal Kombat on Game Boy as a kid. I have that game. Like, I got it for Christmas. This, it was so, so slow. slow. Yeah, <laughs> it was really hard, to, and you couldn't really, yeah, you couldn't really do anything. Like all the levels were like the pit pretty much because it couldn't do any background graphics at all. It was all it just was like really hard to see a flat line and just like a blankness behind you. <laughs> there was no like anything, you know, because it couldn't really. I mean, you couldn't put a picture because you couldn't really tell the difference between them and the background. And it had giant sprites too that moved really, really slowly and. And there were no, you know, of course, there was no blood in that either. But if there was, you couldn't see it because it was all, like, green, you know? It was pixel blood. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah no, I, I guess it was all pixel blood. Yeah, I got that special. I got that game for Christmas. I actually asked for it for Christmas. Little did I know that it was uh, really slow and hard to play. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah. But, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of, that's what I'm talking about, like, shovelware like that. Like, I remember, like, I think I have the Star Wars game on Game Boy. That one's pretty bad. I have Spider-Man on Game Boy, original Game Boy. That one's terrible. Like, completely unplayable. Like, there's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of really shovelware stuff, which got, I think, got better on uh, Game Boy Color for the most part. But it'd be interesting to see what they put on there. Like, I, mostly what I would ask for, like I said before, is, like, Link's Awakening, Mario Land, 1, 2, and 3, Tetris. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't know what Puzzle else. games. <laughs> I mean, there's a Tetris Attack game. That was for Game Boy. Like maybe they could somehow release that, even though they didn't release it for Super Nintendo. Say puzzle. You know? The puzzle league one was color, but yeah, there was. Oh yeah, there was a. Uh, there was a Tetris, Tetris Attack, Attack one. Attack one that was normal. Yeah, there was a Tetris Attack Game Boy game, and like Pokemon. But of course, you know there there are like at the very least thirty great Game Boy games, and maybe this is an opportunity for Nintendo to sort curate and show people what they missed. Yeah, well, you could do like a, a what a Kirby. You put Kirby on there, you know, he's got a lot of good Game Boy games. Uh, Kirby Pinball, like, that's one. You put, you have a pinball game on there, so it can be doable. Yes, one big difference, yeah, is, is that you can download a lot of the Game Boy games on the... 3DS. Uh, 3DS. Yeah. They already have a console out there they could charge people, but... They still might do it. I think the novelty would uh, sell it. Yeah, I mean, well, you could download. You could pretty much download all the games that run the NES Classic. So, but they, that true. didn't stop them from doing it. I mean, you could. It would be way more expensive, but you could buy a Wii U and download most of those, or you could buy right. a Wii and download most of those. You know, for even cheaper, you could buy a Wii for like forty dollars. And the eShop's still open, so. Yeah, well, for now. But, but it would be in HD, though. Yeah, which before I, before I forget about that, uh, we completely forgot, or we or we didn't forget, I didn't know about it, but we did not mention it last week, but the Wii Shop is finally coming to a close. I could, the I, original Wii. Yeah, the original Wii Shop. I thought that that was never going to happen. I mean, it's obviously it's going to happen. Next year, right? It's happening in January of next year, yeah. So it's not that far away. Almost. Well, a good a run. 11. Yeah. But uh, if you if there's any games that that you you know haven't fully downloaded on your Wii, do it now. I mean, I love the Wii Shop. That thing was great. Like that was the ultimate. I mean, that was the best virtual console out of all of them. You know, you were talking about like how the Wii U has a great console virtual console compared to the Switch, but the Wii, man, there was crazy shit on that. 
I think that was wasn't their first eShop release on like Christmas or were there eShop releases before that? For the Wii Shop? Uh yeah, there was stuff yeah. before that. Uh, Mario Super Mario Brothers one came out on Christmas. I remember that. But the one, were, I think there were some on day one, weren't there? No, there were. You actually helped me buy one because I didn't have any money and you bought uh John bought the um Gunstar Heroes for me because that was oh, one of sweet. the very first releases yeah. on day one. Was a Gunst? Well, it was Gunstar Heroes for Sega Genesis, and I don't remember what else. But so there was a that Sega game was game awesome. On the Wii, Wii eShop on the first day. I think so. Yeah, and like That's the first awesome, week dude. or. I just I remember, remember bringing the system back home, hooking it up, and putting it online, and just being amazed. You know, there were only a handful. I don't remember what, what games they were, but just being amazed, like, oh, this is like the ultimate Nintendo system. It's going to have every game. Yeah ever available for download and it it did a pretty good job yeah it did yeah i mean i it kind of like slumped off after a while but that first year was awesome for for uh virtual console games like i like i would buy one like every week practically and it was cool because i was super broke at the time and i could buy a game for like eight dollars and play it for like a week you know but i got to play like a lot of there were a lot of games that i never played before like i played beyond oasis for sega genesis i remember playing that because i didn't have a whole lot of money and i bought that for eight bucks and played it for like a week and it was great and i played like fantasy star 4 i played through that on there i never played that game before you know, like Gunstar Heroes, like that game was really cool. I got to play that. Yeah, it's awesome. a treasure game. So, yeah, there's all this. I mean, for me, it was awesome because, uh, like I said, I never had a Sega Genesis. And there were all these Sega Genesis games that showed up on there on a Nintendo system. It's crazy. So you could buy all this stuff. But I'm wondering, uh, do you think that, like, when the Wii Shop, like, goes under, like, it's going to become, like, that Wiis are going to become, like, more expensive? Like, if somebody has a Wii that has, like, a ton of, like, virtual console stuff on it that's not available on other systems? Like, selling one that has, like, Rondo of Blood on it or something, which is, like, the only thing it was ever on digitally was... Was the Wii shop, you know, stuff That's like that. Good, maybe so. I might need to get a Wii just to get that. You should get, I mean, well, I have, I bought Rondo of Blood for the Wii just to have it, you know. Well, it's on my Wii U. It's on the Wii mode on the Wii U. And I bought. And, right now my Wii has nothing on it. Because I bought, and I bought a bunch of those, uh, whatever, the Monster Boy, whatever they're called. Those ones too. <laughs> Wonder Boy. Yeah. I bought a bunch of Wonder Boy games on there Monster too. Land. But yeah, no, you should. So like the Wii, the Wii version, the Wii thing on your or the Wii mode on your Wii U has nothing on it. Is what you're saying, or just your Wii in general? Just the actual Wii, because I do have a Wii, but uh, it's at my mom's house. Oh, okay. And she's using it, so I might just buy another one. Oh, because you can do it. Well, you can do it through the Wii U, or you can do it, or you can That's just get true. another Wii. I might as well just do that, and then it'll be in my account. Because if you did the transfer, well, I guess that won't matter on the Wii. I was gonna say you get a discount, but it doesn't matter unless it knows that you can re-download them or whatever. But I think it'd be worth looking through their catalog. You know, there may be stuff that you will never see digitally again on there. Yeah, it's some uh, of those. I'm um, whatever the indie releases. What they called them back then? The oh, WiiWare. WiiWare. Yeah, yeah, they were called WiiWare. Some those that, games are great. Some of that stuff might not be available in any other way. Yeah, you got to get that car game back that you liked. I do. I got well, it. Well, you did get that one back? Yeah, it's called Moto Heroes. Oh, you got it on Steam, though, right? Or is it on No, Wii? I, I got it on my... It's on my Wii. Oh, okay. Wii U. Yeah, I remember you talking... I had more about... space on my Wii U once I transferred everything over. Yeah, I remember talking about that when the Switch came... When we were talking about like all this great stuff on the Switch. And that was before all these indies came out. That was like when like uh, World of Goo came out again on the Switch, you know, because it reminded me of all these great uh, WiiWare games. But now it's like... 
surpassed that so much, like with all this other shit that's coming onto it, which we'll definitely talk about towards the end of this first part here. But what about other stuff aside from the Super Nintendo Classic? We never really talked about a N64 Classic. I know John came up with a list of stuff of games did. to be on there. Do you want to yeah, run through it real quick and we can just like sort of edit here. it? Yeah. 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 So my list of N64 Classic Edition games in no particular order. I said Super Mario 64, Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time. Well, why don't we just... I was going to say, why don't we say, like, yes, or... We'll just say yes if we're for it, or no, or maybe, or whatever. But, yeah, those are both yeses, what you said there. Those are both yes. Majora's Mask. Yep. Yes. Goldeneye. Not likely, but yes. (laughs) Not likely, but yes. Yeah, hopefully, yes. Yeah, even though uh, the James Bond license is up now, supposedly, so... Nintendo should just buy it. And just make more Goldeneye so games. We can get a proper Goldeneye because, yeah. honestly, if an N64 Classic Edition releases without Goldeneye, imagine all the people who just don't really care about you know licensing and don't really understand who owns what and whatever. It would just make no sense to have an N64 Classic without Goldeneye. Yeah, well, that was they the one. Yeah. Is it going to come with four controllers? Yeah, well, they would have to have some sort of way to do four four controllers. Yeah, it'll probably come with two, but you can hook up four. And you can buy more. Yeah. You would have to buy more, yeah. Unless it wants to come with four and it is like $200 or something. You yeah, know? The N64 Classic is going to be more expensive. There's no way around it. Yeah. It's 100 bones at least. Yeah, right. it'll be 100 bucks with those, those controllers. Are ridiculous, <laughs> but it'll be uh, yeah, it'll be funny. What do you think the controllers would go for individually? I'd say like twenty bucks, probably. The control right? stick being like one of the first of its kind, like has a lot of design flaws, and that's why it fails like it does. There's like a little tiny piece of plastic that can break really easily that fucks your whole controller up. Yeah, I never. So really, hopefully, yeah. they prove that design. With my like six sixty four controllers, I never broke the joystick on any of them, though. Wow. But yeah, I still work though. But I didn't play a whole lot of Mario Party One or anything. <laughs> I've got three N sixty four controllers and only one like I can only stand the control stick on one of the three of them. Oh wow! Yeah, no, all of mine seem to work fine. Oh, used ones that I bought, so you know oh, I'm not yeah. the one to put the use on them. Oh sure. But then I use when like they... my weight and it just feels so nice compared to that. Yeah, well, it's a lot different. What else do you got on your list? I got Mario Kart 64. Yeah. Super Smash Brothers. Yep. Mario Party. Uh, I'd say Mario Party 2. Like I said earlier, it would destroy your controllers and your palm to put that back on there. I came with the they gloves, pack too. In, they'd pack in the gloves. Yeah, I, I would really wish that they would do a different Mario Party, because Mario Party 1 really isn't that good, because of like how bad the games are, and... uh it's just they, it would be it would be much better to do two or three. It was you know? still fun because it was the first game of its kind. That yeah, I remember. Like that. It was fun because there was nothing out like that. But as soon as two came out, one was really it really was shit. Yeah. But but two blew it out of the water big time. Exactly. So that would be the that would be the one. I don't think they would do because they never re-released Mario Party. The only one they ever released on Virtual Console was two. So so they know that's the better one. So they so that's I'd probably would put money on two coming out other than three. Or other than one, I guess. Even though three is good too, but I, I really like two. Two was my favorite for a long time. Is that a Mario Party two uh, Nintendo Power cover behind you? Probably. I have a couple Nintendo Power. Or, uh, the one uh, with the uh, the cowboy hat, right? Yeah, that's Mario Party two, right behind me. Right, so next, really got, next, I've got San Francisco Rush. Oh, wow! Really? I don't know that one. That's that's a weird one to have in a twenty there. I would say this no. This is one of my personal favorite. I was going to say, I'd say no to that one. The San Francisco Rush, though, really? Like over like Cruisin', or is Cruisin' in there, too? Cruisin' is not in there. I like it better than Cruisin'. Oh, because I would put Cruisin' USA in there over San Francisco Rush. There's probably a better chance of that, because Cruisin' USA did come out on Virtual Console for the Wii. That's probably true. And it was one of the first 1064 games. So yeah. It was that. 
What well, was co-developed? It was co-developed from Nintendo and uh, yeah, N- Nintendo and Midway. I always wanted them to. I don't understand why they never like released. A, I would have loved if they would have done a cruising arcade classics game that you could buy that has like cruising, cruising USA, cruising the world, and cruising Exotica on it, like arcade perfect ports for whatever like system. All of those, yeah, yeah, I would have played the shit out of it. Like they could have put it on like GameCube or Wii or Wii U or whatever, you know. Like I would have totally bought that game. But I mean, maybe there's a problem since when, since Midway, Midway went under and the recession and all that. And I don't know how the licensing goes. Like I don't think Netherrealm owns it now because they're I don't know what's going on with that. But it would really I would love to see those re-released. It'd be cool if they could come out as the, as within the arcade thing, like the Nintendo right. arcade thing that they're doing. It'd be cool if it came out with that. But I doubt that it will. I personally loved the San Francisco Rush games just because you could get crazy with the physics in that game. I mean, your car would be up in the air for like, it seemed like a full minute if you did a big enough jump. And uh, that was the first game that I felt that you know the physics really played a, a role in, in racing. So I thought that was cool. Sure. The next game I got is WCW versus NWO World Tour. Okay. Yeah, I think we talked about this before. Well, we did, not on the show, but mm-hmm. in uh, out of the show we did. Because uh, that's a tricky one. Because uh, is Benoit in that one? I know he's in the. I know he's in the second one. I think he's in that one. Yeah, because uh, yeah, he is in that one. Because uh, I would, I would have vote if it's a perfect world. I would vote for end for WCW NWO Revenge because that mm-hmm. game was awesome. It had like really cool, you know, it had like intro cutscenes and like a story mode and all this stuff. And but the World Tour one had like uh, Japanese wrestlers that were like real wrestlers that had different names. I think they had ECW guys in there too. Like I know like Sabu yep. was in there, and there there was also like crazy uh, tag team moves that you can do that you couldn't do in any other any of the other games. So you could argue argue for it in that way, but right. that's another like really tricky license because like WCW is owned by WWE now, and if you you know the Chris Benoit stuff. You know, guy that kind of had like a brain tumor and killed his family and hung himself in front of his uh, weightlifting machine. You know, <laughs> yeah, that'd be rough. WWE doesn't really acknowledge that he was in the federation at all. Like they don't like you can't find any stuff of him like on WWE Network. Like they completely kind of like erased any of his past matches or something like that. So they've kind of it's a super touchy subject about him. So having a game with him in there would be like probably next to impossible. On uh, aside from the already crazy licensing issues that I'm sure would come with the. Trying to re-release a wrestling game, but how hard would it be to like take him out of the game? I mean, I guess they would just have to take him out entirely, right? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, but I, I would think that they would just go to one of the other wrestling games that doesn't have him. Yeah, you it. you would have yeah, to go I, to, I or just have one that's just right. him, like him <laughs> twenty times. Oh jeez, they should just, just make one wow. that's all dead wrestlers. Is what they should do. It'll just, it'll be like him and Eddie Guerrero and and like Owen Hart and whoever else. <laughs> Andre the Giant. <laughs> Yeah, not really the giant. That'd be a great game. I'd play that game, even if it only has like five people in it. It'd be. It, I mean, I yeah, like wrestling games. Like I, you know, those were like the best wrestling games ever made, probably. Right. And I, I uh, put that in there because it was uh, that was the first of the bunch. It set the tone for all the other N sixty four wrestling games, and I just had such a great time playing that game with my friends. You know, we'd get. I, I don't. Know, I remember there being like six or eight people in my basement, and everybody just watching and uh, passing the controllers around, having a good time. So, oh yeah, no, it was I, such a great game. I, I loved it. Yeah, I played the crap out of those games. Like I, I played that game a lot, like multiplayer. But once I got, to, once I got to like Revenge and like WrestleMania 2000 and stuff like that, like the single player was like really, really cool. And I played a lot of that as well. Like once you could like make your own wrestlers and like make your own intros and stuff like that, it got really cool. But there hasn't really been as good as that ever since. Unfortunately, apparently that uh, company is making like style savvy games now for DS. So, oh, that's so sad. In case you were wondering, what, in case you're wondering what happened to Aki. In case you're wondering whatever happened to Aki, that's what they do now. 
<laughs> they don't do wrestling games anymore. They make style savvy games, which apparently are still good, but they're not wrestling games. Yeah, they're That's... good for their genre. What else you got in there? I got Wave Race. Yeah, yeah. Wave Race. Okay, I agree with that one. unanimous. Yes, <laughs> I'll in have the to same talk. Yeah. Uh, vein. I've got 1080. Yeah, 1080. I think I, think I can get on that. Work your body down that road. <laughs> Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Yeah, that would be great, but I'm wondering what the licensing on Tony Hawk is. That one never came out well, on Virtual Console. Yeah. They should release. Yeah, you can't even put a Tony Hawk gameplay video on YouTube. Well, you have to mute really? it. <laughs> you can. You have to just cut out all the songs. Like, because I did a couple of Tony. Well, Jeremy and I did a Tony Hawk three video, and I did a Tony Hawk one one for its uh, anniversary. And uh, it's best to just play it with no songs on it because all that stuff will pretty much get you. Will get it light. pulled. It'll get pulled for all the music on it. Yeah, for all the copyright music. So. So they'll just it'll just be Tony Hawk the original game, but just with Nintendo music in the background. <laughs> well. I mean the sixty four one. The sixty four one they did like uh, take out. You know they had to alter the music because it was hard for them to play like CD quality sound and all that on a cartridge. So so like the you know the sixty four one was edited. It had like less lyrics and some of them had no lyrics at all. You know where where it normally would. So it wouldn't be that much different. Yeah, the Primus song was just a. Yeah, <laughs> they should put Tony Hawk Three on there, <laughs> just because nobody really played that the '64 version because it came out like two years after the '64 was done or something. It came out way, way late. It's like the final well, '64 game. Color two, was it red or something? Was Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Three a different color? Wasn't Wasn't it red? I have it. I have it. I think black. it's red. Or no, maybe it's black. I don't know. I do have it, though. I, I got it at the last uh, video game thing we went to. But, I uh, didn't what, put Resident Evil 2 on there, but I should have put it on there. Because that was a pretty unique game for the day. It was really Squeeze impressive all video on there. for all the FMV they put on there. I had yeah, that game, I had that and game I, too. I had that game, and I lent it to my brother-in-law, and I think he lost it. So I'm like so mad that I lost it now. So... Cause, because that game was so unique, like just like all the, I just want to play it again, just to try it and see how bad it looks on a sixty-four, you know? Because it was like, can you get it for the GameCube? Yeah, but it's not the same. <laughs> I mean, they, it's, they re-released the original games for the GameCube. Yeah, you can, but it's a, but it's more of a. I mean, it's on a CD then. It's not like a cartridge doing FMV and all that. True. That would be the way that I want to. I want to play that version of it. I don't want to play because I could easily get it. Yeah, no, I could easily get it like for GameCube or PS whatever or something. But but you want like a really low frame rate. No, I want to play the 64 one and, and see just see how it looks now. You know, I just want to experience it again. Because of just to see the way it looked on a cartridge, you know? And you miss it. Yeah. I mean, I don't miss the story or anything. I just want, I'm interested to see, like, how good it looks now. Because I thought it looked pretty good at the time. I swear at the beginning, you're, like, on a bus and you get attacked and I could never get past that part. Yeah, you're, like, on a bike, too, I think. Yeah, you get stuck in uh, Raccoon City and there's whatever. I, I got all the way to the, last, to the last guy and I ran out of ammo and couldn't beat him. So that's like my normal story with most Resident Evil games. Well, what else do you got? Next two I've got are Mario Golf and Mario Tennis. Hell yeah! You gotta have those multiplayer games for sure. Yeah, I would yep. love to. Yeah, I would love to see Mario Golf and Mario Tennis on there. Both those games are awesome, and there was the first iteration of those games ever. So, yeah. Definitely need that it Cam- was a Camelot. Historic departure from the uh, kart racing. At that point, it was Mario's Mario's other side jobs were only it was just kart racing at that point. Yeah. Then he started getting all sorts of talented. I believe Quite that all the other stuff he was doing at the country club. And that was the first appearance of uh, your favorite guy, Waluigi. Right? Don't even say his name. <laughs> Wasn't that his first appearance? Was a it was sixty-four, appearance, so yes. Wario could yeah. have a partner. <laughs> and I remember it not making any sense. Yeah, it it, it, it doesn't really. Wario is clever. Well, 
upside down M is a W and it's war and it makes sense. Now I've had it explained to me before that in Japanese. Yeah, like Waluigi is like bad, right? So it's like Waluigi right. and it's funny in Japanese is what I heard. Like a pun. Yeah. Did they think about how it sounded in English though? It's stupid. Just stupid. Yeah, in English it sounds incredibly stupid. I mean, because it's like, yeah. But I, I don't know. Whatever. I know a lot of people love I'm still, Waluigi. I'm still not over it. <laughs> You're still not over Waluigi. I can't wait no. till he gets his own game on Switch. He be, will. It'll be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> he definitely will. How much you got left on that list? I got about uh, eight more, I think. Okay. So we'll rattle them off pretty quick. Yeah. Right. Power Hour. F-Zero X. Yep. Okay. Banjo-Kazooie. Okay. Oh, yeah. I don't think that, Stop. yeah. Probably can't do that one because doesn't Microsoft, Microsoft own Rare yeah. now and they own Banjo Kazooie? I think. Well, but there have been instances where Microsoft put out stuff on Nintendo systems, like so Minecraft. That, yeah, like, <laughs> like Minecraft. Yeah, or right. like the the Pinata game came out on on DS. Yeah, and Halo so almost came out on DS. Not a, a competing system. Like I don't think Microsoft's going to put out an Xbox classic. You know, so. Yeah, I'm I sure think, they can. I think there's a chance for all these rare games. Yeah, maybe they can strike a deal with them. Well, speaking of rare games, I don't think you have it on there, but I would really like to see Blast Core on there. That would be that would be an I excellent game. I don't have Blast game. Core on there. Blast Core should be on there. That game's a lot of fun. It's I think it's still fun and it still holds up. So I think like pretty much any of the rare games need to be on there. Yeah, like every rare if game they could be, except for Jet Force Gemini. You can skip that one. No way, man! <laughs> Throw it on there. <laughs> it's got a place in history. Oh, that game sucks. <laughs> I don't want that game on there. Or right, what else do you got? Star Fox 64. Yeah, yep. that's an excellent one. Perfect Dark. Perfect Dark. That'd be great. I mean, that's a better version of Goldeneye. Yep. That's a better one of the two. Paper Mario. Yeah. Body Harvest. <laughs> do you have that on that list? Body Harvest on there, no. That, no. Game, that game was great. I mean, it's not that great, but I enjoyed it. I had fun with it. You get to jump in cars and fight giant insects and stuff like that. You get to harvest bodies. Yep. <laughs> what, what Star else Wars got? Rogue Squadron. Yeah, Rogue Squadron would be great. That's probably another weird... They never re-released any of the Star Wars games, pretty much. So, it'd be hard, but... I'd rather have that one than Shadows of the Empire. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Even, Even though, though I really... I played Shadows more, I probably think the other one's better game. Yeah, I did. I played a lot of Shadows, but Rogue Squadron is a better game. Two more. Diddy Kong Racing. Okay. Yeah, I second that one. And the last one, Conqueror's Bad for a Day. Yeah. Oh, man. If only. Yeah, that'd the be whole, great. The, it would be an M-rated console because of it. I know, it's a long shot. Another one you kept out that I would definitely put in there is Pilot Wing 64. I mentioned it before, but that one needs to be on there. Because that never that never got a re-release in Virtual Console, so put Pilot Wing 64 in there. there. That game I is, remember Pilot Wing 64 is really good. Back in the day, and I didn't like it. You didn't like 64? I didn't like it very much. No. Oh, I think I... Um, I mentioned my story of it. I bought it because it was the only game I could find because everything else was gone right. at Christmas. And I was glad that I bought it because it ended up being like way better than I thought it was going to be. And it's way better than the original Pilot Wings on Super Nintendo. Oh yeah. It's a lot more fun and it's and there's like there's like a lot a lot of shit to un- unlock. There's like levels where you like shoot a guy out of a cannon at targets and like you get giant like spring boots and it's great. There's like all these cool like extra shit that you can unlock in the game. Like it's it's a lot of fun. There's even like some battle levels where you fight like a giant mech dude. It's it's a great game. Like it's uh you should definitely give it a chance if it, again if it ever comes out on N64 Classic. I would give it a chance again. I would throw a Pokemon Puzzle League on there if possible. And oh yeah. Pokemon Snap. Yeah, Pokemon Puzzle League, Pokemon Snap, uh, Tetrasphere. <laughs> I'm kidding. It doesn't have to be on there. <laughs> okay, Tetrasphere. Uh, Mortal Kombat Trilogy. Uh, oh. uh, yeah. Doom 64. About, no. <laughs> yeah, this is what we're really getting into, like, the mature games, like, because the N64 had a lot of mature games yeah. on it, and, like, how is that going to affect? Because uh, you notice there haven't been, like, mature games on Yeah. 
What about what about Either like of the other ones? Yeah, what I about, think all they have to do is put a parental lock on the thing. I was gonna say, what yeah. about like Turok? M-rated games, and you know the people who grew up with the with the sixty four are you know now in their late twenties, thirties, forties. So I think to not include these games just because they're M-rated would be a slight to the fans. Yeah, and they got to just put a, a parental lock on it. Simple as yeah. that. So let's get Conquer. <laughs> yes, put Conquer on there. They should do two of them. They should do an N64 like E for everybody and an N64 Mature. And the N64 Mature, you'll put like Mortal Kombat 4 on there. And It'll come with like... Conquer's Bad Fur Day and like... Like panties or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like... Uh, put it out in two different uh, classic colors. Could do the neon green for the kids or... And the blood the red one for purple. the... <laughs> Say make a blood red one. But then you could put like Quake and Doom and, and all those fun games for 64. Put Turok 2 with a cerebral boar, the best best weapon ever. Put that on there. Even though that game wasn't really that great. But yeah, we'll have to see. We'll have to see whether 64 comes out or not. It's a pretty good list. Like there's some stuff. There's some crazy stuff I wish I could put on there, like Space Station Silicon Valley. Remember that game? That game was fun. Uh-uh. <laughs> I remember that game. That was a I super, didn't play it, but that was another super bizarre it. game. But uh, I yeah, I remember renting it, and it was like, man, this game is... Game is crazy but cool. It's a Clay Fighter sixty three and a third. I'm I'm kidding. Don't put that on there. Uh, put that on there twice. <laughs> Earthworm the director's cut edition. Earthworm Jim three D. They'll put it on there, game? but then you can only get it at Blockbuster. Yeah, it'd be cool if you could put like uh, Mischief Makers on there. That's like that's another game that I want to get get again. Is a uh, that that was a treasure game. Oh yeah, that was a cool game. Yeah, same guys who did the uh, Gunstar Heroes that we were talking about earlier. So yeah, there were some interesting games on there. Sixty four games are pretty cheap to get. Like I've I've ordered a few of them. Some like obscure ones that I played before that I enjoyed that I wanted to try again. So I think the wrestling games are pretty cheap. Oh yeah, no, those are, those are dirt cheap. About. Yeah, I don't think anybody really cares about those anymore. They're kind of like a you know they're kind of like Madden games or like NBA whatever number yeah. of games. Like you the, know Kobe Bryant's like courtside game oh yeah you can get that for like 50 cents what did i buy uh yeah you know you can what did i buy ken griffey for like three dollars yeah on uh <laughs> on this on the uh 64 which i only played a little bit it's way harder in 3d because you can like actually aim your pitches in different places you know because now you have the box that you can move it around so Mm-hmm. It's way harder. I, I just like I like regular Super Nintendo Kenny Griffey Jr., which I'm really sad that. I mean, I know it's a licensing thing, but it made me really sad that that didn't make it into SNES Classic. That would be a really fun game to play on there, especially at the bar with it being like baseball playoffs and all that. But yeah, the, just let's move on from that. Um, when we talked about, uh, do you want to do do you want to do the releases for the week first, or do you want to do Stardew Valley first? Well, you want to do the releases and then take a break and then do Stardew and then take the, a break then and then do, the then do more. <laughs> Okay, uh, let's let's run down the releases real quick. Um, I have them pulled up on my e on my eShop and not my eShop, on my Switch. The uh, the most I think the most notable one is Yono and the Celestial Elephants. If you remember the Nintendo Direct, it showed it on there. It had a super cute elephant in like an isometric thing. Kind of looks like a puzzly stuff. Here it says, uh, "Ready your trunk. It's time for an adventure. Elephants are my are mighty protectors of the world." Born from the stars once per millennium. This is the age of Elephant Yono, but Yono is still very young, and in a kingdom inhabited by feudal humans, undead bone whites, and robotic mechani. It's not easy to keep undead one's... Undead bone whites. <laughs> yeah. It's not easy to keep one's trunk out of trouble. Yono and the Celestial Elephants is a grand adventure featuring carefully designed puzzles, treasure hunts, a sprinkling combat in a world, of fu- in a world full of people... Play as a young elephant tasked to save the world he's never seen before and explore rich history of a kingdom where human zombies and robots live side by side. Wow. It's like the feature. Use your elephant trunk to solve puzzles and find secrets. (laughs) 
Anyway, I, I'm gonna. I'll probably end up getting that game, and I'm sure I'll stream it tomorrow on the on the Nintendo Main Twitch. You can check that out. But also uh, another one I think is worth noting is Wolverblade, which kind of looked like a uh, Switch version of Golden Axe of the old Sega game. So when we talked before about uh, you know arcade arcade beat 'em ups and all that, this is another one. Experience a historically inspired storyline across eight campaign levels. Test your skills in the game's deadly arenas. It looks cool. It looks kind of like a... What was that game? Uh, I can't remember. The Xbox Live game? I think I know what you're talking about, right? With the uh, Defender Castle or Castle Crashers. That one? Castle Crashers, yep. Yeah. Yeah, I played that game. No, the art style does kind of look like that. Except the the sprites are bigger, it looks like. Or sort of... Do you remember that Scott Pilgrim game that was a beat-em-up? That's kind of like that, too. Oh, yeah, that was a fun game. That one was yeah. on Wii. Like, that was a WiiWare game. Well, I mean, it's on this, on other stuff, but you get it on WiiWare as well. So, But yeah, Wolverblade is, is 20. Uh, Yono is 15. I'll probably end up getting both of them. There's some other ones I don't know about. Uh, Neon Chrome is coming out. Top-down cyberpunk shooter with roguelike elements, of course. Flame in the Flood. Another golf game. <laughs> is it? No. It's okay. called, no there's a, there is a golf game called Party Golf that's like a side-scrolling mini-golf kind of looking Oh yeah, there it is. Yeah, party golf. Well, that that doesn't come out this week though. That's next week. Yeah. It's uh yeah the the ones the only ones that I'm seeing right now that are on the shopper neon chrome flame in the flood eighty eight heroes ninety eight heroes edition. <laughs> yeah, that one's the eighty eight <laughs> heroes is like thirty dollars, man. That's some not expensive shit or some not cheap shit. Unbox newbies adventure. That one's thirty dollars too. Damn. The ultimate postal service has arrived. Self delivering cardboard boxes. <laughs> Unbox Newbie's Adventure. But yeah, that, that's what's on the shop. And plus, there's also uh, there's also a new SNK game coming out, of course, which is kind of like an old one, but it's the, um, where is it? Oh, yeah, uh, King of Fighters 95. So, surprised that one didn't come out yet. But I guess they started with, like, 98, right? They did, like, 98, 99, or I don't remember. They've released, like, three of them, but not 95 yet, I guess. Is that the first one? I don't know. It might be. I have whatever the first one is. Like, I got it on the Wii. Tiny Barbarian Deluxe, that already came out, but that one's out now. Came out at the beginning of the beginning of the week. But yeah, there's a lot more crazy shit available. I think uh, everybody's been saying that everybody's trying to get everything out before Mario Odyssey comes out, which I understand that, because uh, that's what everybody will be, will be playing when it comes out. Moto Rotor comes out for Wii U, TurboGrafx virtual console so still going strong on the wii u yeah and turbo graphics is still rocking it uh story of seasons trio, trio of towns comes out on uh 3ds so it's crazy that's another i guess that's another harvest moon game which we're going to talk about when we get into stardew valley but you want to take a quick break yeah all right Let's cool break we'll be right back So yeah, our our big purchase of the week for Jeremy and I was Stardew Valley. I played uh, 
I don't know how long I played it. I probably played like eight. Well, maybe not. I didn't get I didn't get through the first month, but you got farther. I know. We haven't mentioned our uh, really quick. Uh, the reason I haven't played Stardew Valley as much, and we haven't talked about our nicknames at all yet. I said Trey Music Master because uh, I've been putting up the soundtrack of Golf Story on YouTube, and I'm the only person who has it up there. So. It's pretty cool. It's like the most views I've ever gotten. For I noticed that. that. So, <laughs> and I actually have comments and stuff. And people have actually made playlists out of my golf story music. So, it made me feel pretty rad. And I got comments saying like, "Make more." So, I've basically been trying to get through the game so I can get all of the music on there. But I have like 15 tracks on there right now. So, if you search for golf music at all, you will find all the shit that I recorded off of my Switch. So, I was pretty proud of that stuff that so I put that's on how there. You did, that was just captured from the Switch directly. Yeah, I just plugged it right into the computer and recorded on Audacity and you know just cut together like i faded stuff out and you know cut it to where it starts the song and all that good stuff and export it and make it i try to like i'd listen to it to try to find like when it repeats and i try to find the different parts of the song and like get them in there a couple times and then fade it out or whatever it's it's easy because a lot of them like kind of fade out on their own like a lot of the songs do yeah so you find an easy like just end and then it'll be silent for a little while then it starts up again yeah so it's easy to find the ending of this of the track because it like pretty much ends on its own but the i just got the bermuda isle uh, the bermuda isles and like a lot of those songs don't end they just keep going like there's no like silent part like so it's kind of like it's trying to find like where to where to end it like you kind of wait till uh, yeah yeah you wait till it starts looping and then do it again but it's been fun you know it's been a cool thing for me to do but it's it was always something i thought of because you know you find soundtracks for shit all the time and like I remember looking for, like, Theme World Heist 2, and, like, there was nothing up for that. And I was like, man, I should just make a thing. And then Golf Story, like, I was gonna, I did it for last episode anyway, so I just went ahead and just kept going with it. And I got, like, almost 200 views on, like, the well-worn Grove one alone. So it's pretty cool. It's fun stuff. That is a well-worn Grove. Well listened to. Yeah. If I don't get all of them up there, I'll have to use, I'll have to use your copy and use the, and find the rest of the level songs whenever you come up here, Jeremy, and I'll, and I'll record oh, yeah, everything yeah, yeah. off that. If I don't get them done by the time you get here, I'll just, if you let me I just use your it, switch. I think I'm at the end. Yeah. But I can probably get most of the, well, I mean, I guess everything's for the credits or whatever, but it's been a fun thing to do. Fun side project. But, uh, yeah. I'm sure the developers would appreciate, uh, that people are enjoying their music. Yeah. I mean, it's indie stuff is pretty easy to do YouTube stuff about because I don't think they care. <laughs> you know, you're not going to see a whole lot of copyright claims for that stuff. So right. it's been easier for me to for me to put put videos and stuff up for that. So it's nice. Try sending it to them and maybe they would enjoy reading the comments and everything. Oh, sure. I don't know how, uh, what do you mean? Like sending them a link or something? Well, like on Twitter or something. <laughs> yeah. Find them. Oh, sure. Yeah, because I've tweeted, I've tweeted at uh, indie developers before, and they've retweeted me or like responded to me sometimes. So you know, they seem to look at their shit. But I haven't tweeted sidebar games, but I probably should and let them know that I made a soundtrack for them. Maybe when I like get it full, fully finished, I will. But uh, let's talk about Stardew Valley. Like, uh, like I said, like I've only touched it a little bit, or I've only like I haven't gotten that far into it. But you played through an entire year, right? Yeah, I put my nose to the grindstone, and let me see if I can find how much time I put into this. I've played it a lot, and uh, do you love it? I like it a lot. I, I I imagine this is this doesn't happen with me very often, and I guess more recently it happened with Zelda. But yeah, I just I don't want to play anything else. Like, it's my game. When I turn on when I decide I want to play video games, that's what I want to play. And uh, I've been trying to finish Golf Story, but I keep wanting to go back to Stardew Valley. I was gonna say, I just think it's it scratches an itch that a lot of that 
isn't really happening on the Nintendo yet, I guess, or on the Switch, other than maybe uh, Minecraft, kind of. Yeah, I noticed it had kind of a crafty thing in there where you can make stuff. So for the people out there, or in my apartment, who don't know what Stardew Valley is all about, uh, just let me know what's going on with this game. Well, this game was uh, developed by a single dude uh, for the most part. He got some help like late in development from some publishers and stuff, just like an indie publisher, but... Uh, he wanted to make a Harvest Moon game that was good again because he felt like uh, everything Harvest was kind of the same. Like, fell off yeah. at a certain point. Yeah, I, I mentioned it before we were recording, but Harvest Moon is kind of like Animal Crossing to me. Like I'll play like one version for a really long time, and yeah. then another one comes out, and I'm kind of like, well, I don't really want to dive into it again because I feel like I did everything that I could in the last one. And they don't really seem to add a whole lot to it, so it's kind of like, why bother? But uh, it seems like Stardew Valley like pretty much took the basic things of Harvest Moon and just kind of like ran with it. I noticed that there's a lot more like story development stuff in there. I mean, you're farther than I am, so you'd know more than that. But yeah, so I was taking some notes and like I was trying to decide like what this game reminds me of, and like playing through it for a full in-game year, which is 28 days a season. Then there's four seasons for a year. Um, each day, I would say lasts about 10 to 15 minutes if you want to play the whole day through but you can go to bed early if you want it reminds me a lot of of course harvest moon but a lot of stuff in it reminds me of minecraft like especially the farming the farming works almost exactly the same way as it does in minecraft that's one of the reasons i think that it's hooked me like hooked me so quickly because you do this things in the same order which you know it's based on real life but you clear out the soil then you till it then you put the seeds in and then you water the crops and then you have to water them every day and i think it's the same way in harvest moon probably i just never really played that yeah, you do it the same way in Harvest Moon, except you have to do it in like you have to do it in like a three by three squares in Harvest Moon, but you don't have to. It, you can kind of like do your own thing in this one, and this one gives you a much larger farm to start with. Yeah, where you have to kind of upgrade to that in Harvest Moon. So it's kind of cool that they just throw it on you. It's like it not- actually reminds me a little bit. Strangely enough, it reminds me a little bit of uh, Majora's Mask because all the characters kind of seem to have a routine. Oh, okay. Sort of like oh, so you can figure, figure out where, where they're, they're at and stuff. Oh, yeah. I wondered about that. Well, because I, you know, if you want to like, they're all within your menu. Like you can pull up a menu that shows like your social interactions with them, and like it shows like a, a sprite image of each of them and where they live in the town. There's like a map, and so that's an important part of the game too, is trying to like build your relationships with the town, the nearby town. Yeah, and you can, and you want, and you can have like significant others and all that, and then you can actually go either way, which is interesting. Yeah, they leave it wide open, like whomever you want to. Yeah, you have can, as your partner. You, you can, can go. Yeah, you can go do same-sex relationships, and uh, you know whoever, which is which is great. I mean, that's something that's not really wasn't in a lot of games at the time, and I'm definitely not in Harvest Moon. You know, I remember they had to make. I remember the Game Boy one. They made had to make a second one just to put a girl in there, like for you to play as a girl. You know. Yeah. So that was, you know, that was a whole other thing. But have you, I'm sure, what kind of what kind of farm did you get when you started? Did you just start, like, with the regular farm? I just started with whatever I could get. Or do you mean what did I choose from the beginning? Yeah, I yeah. just chose the standard template. Yeah, that's what I mean. Because you can do, apparently, there were, like, ten different ones or something like that. You can do one where, like, there's monsters everywhere, and, like, you can make it super hard. Like, Or you can live on an island where there's water all around you. And it's cool that there's all these different options. So you can, like, if you want to, you can just start from the beginning again and pick a different type of farm and like it'll be all it'll all be different so that definitely adds a lot of more replayability to it you know if you can make it through like i'm sure the game's like 100 hours probably to get to see everything you can like on whatever farm you have but if you want to come back and try to make different decisions and all that you could do that yeah there's i mean there's this game's got a lot going on and 
I don't really know. Like I said, I've been doing my best to not look at stuff online. I want to kind of figure it out as I go. Yeah, I haven't really but, looked at anything either. But I ended up like towards the end of the first year deciding, okay, well, I've gotten through a year. I can start looking at what to do at the beginning of next year. And just got to see all the mistakes I made and things I would have done differently. But it's kind of cool because like I'm already like I'm only five days into the new year and I'm already like have a huge farm and I'm already like turning a profit. So, yeah. Well, can have you um, can you get people to work for you or anything like that, like to help you out? Not so far. I think the only person you can get to help you is whomever you uh, marry. Oh, OK. Have I you got that's the only actual help you get? Are you married already then? No, I'm not that far. Have, do you have like a lady fact, friend or do you have a girl you're after or anything? That is. Yeah. What's that? Do you have like a girl that you're after in town and or anything like that? There's one that I uh that someone asked me to deliver a gym to her like an amethyst. Oh, okay. And so I and I delivered an amethyst to her, but I was supposed to say it was from him. And so I said, "Hey, this is from him," but she misunderstood it as I bought it at his shop because he's the blacksmith. Oh. So she thought he like mined the jewel for her or whatever. So she's like, Oh, you bought it from Clint? Oh, I love it. So she like likes me now. Oh, okay. And that's the only one that really likes me. The rest of them like don't give a dang about me. And that's at the top <laughs> of the episode I said nobody will dance with me. Like uh the fir- the first there's like two events per season pretty much where you'll go into the town or somewhere nearby the town and the clock stops. And that's one thing that I guess I didn't say like it's there's a persistent clock going like so you're oh, always, yeah, yeah. you always kind of feel like you're racing time because And you can run out of, you can run out of energy too like if you don't have food with you. And that's how it reminds me of Majora's Mask for sure cuz like you've got a certain amount of time in the season to get as much money as you can. But anyway, you go into the town and that's when time stops and that's the only time that time stops besides in the pause menu. Well, is when you go for these events and they're like festivals yeah. and stuff and the very first one is a dance. It's like the spring dance. It's like if you find first... a partner, you'll have someone to dance with and I asked every single woman in town and uh the worst one I got was <laughs> I'm just going to be honest with you. I don't want to dance with you. <laughs> oh, that's that's, that's terrible. One of them said gross, but I thought that I thought the other one was a lot colder. I think the um I think the dance is like it's the last thing that happens in spring because I did there was an egg hunt before that that I did, but I haven't made it to the dance yet. You're right, the egg hunt is first. Yeah, but I didn't win the egg hunt either. But they didn't even show me where I placed, so <laughs> it was kind of like okay. That was kind of funny too because it was you versus a bunch of kids. Like, yeah, <laughs> it kind of felt strange as an adult, like trying to steal all the eggs from the kids in town. Well, I found like seven eggs, and I thought that that was enough, but no, it didn't win. I, I like, I was like, man, I got a lot of those, but they're like, no, you didn't win. But I haven't made it to the dance yet. That's towards the end of spring, and I haven't, and I haven't gotten to the end of spring yet. But I but did. All the uh, special events have like special items you can buy only during that event. Yeah, that's and... it's the same thing in Harvest Moon. Like in Harvest Moon sixty four is like that, where mm-hmm. like during the events like the the time is paused and you get things from those events and actually in harvest moon there's one event where in Mar- harvest moon 64 there's an event where you have to actually build up your alcohol tolerance and if you haven't like drank a lot of beer before then you can't really do anything in the event because the event involves you drinking with a bunch of different people so i thought that was funny that but funny. no blood is allowed in mortal Kombat. <laughs> well this is 64 they had already put blood on the on their stuff oh okay. they didn't care this is this is harvest moon 64 not the super nintendo I one i didn't play the super nintendo one as much as that so i don't know i got it on virtual console but i didn't really play it for very long because it wasn't harvest moon 64 is my favorite harvest moon so it was like that was kind of the you know that that was the everything had to live up to that you know that was the standard of Harvest Moons. 
<laughs> I was like, this one yeah. is great, you know? And there's still some things that I think are a little bit better on that from Stardew Valley. Like, my favorite thing was that you just, you upgrade your shit just from using it a lot. Like, you don't have to buy new ones. Like, I thought that was cool. Like, if you water, if you water your plants a lot, you get, like, a silver can, and then you get a golden can later, and it makes watering easier. Like, stuff like that. I don't so think Stardew Valley has that. the stuff you're using the most. Yeah, it's like it's like Based an RPG. On the like you get you're using to yeah. make your money. Yeah, you get like you that get like experience nice. points for your for your equipment. And I thought that was really quick, really cool. And once you like get like a golden can, you can like water like nine plants at once in one in, have, in like one thing. I have the golden can, and you can water nine plants at once. Man, can, this can is you? so much like Harvest Moon. <laughs> can you? Okay. Well, yeah, then, seriously. Yeah. The golden can is nine plants at once. But you don't have to buy it. You can just earn it from watering a lot in, uh, in Harvest Moon 64. Yeah, I had to spend a lot of money to upgrade all my items, but it's very. It, the game's really addictive, and so can you, there's other things. So the farming's cool, and there's who knows how many plants there are total, and how many random items. But yeah. I just late yesterday finally got an item that turns my crops into seeds, so I don't have to buy seeds anymore. Oh, cool. And that's made a huge difference in my. Oh yeah, then you get a much better margin. I'm sure. Well, and it lets me plan for the next year because I save up all my seeds. Like, I don't sell all my crops. I sh- save a certain portion and then turn it into seeds for the next... That way I can plan on day one of the season when they come back around. Oh, yeah. And then you can, like, if you plan it right, like, you'll have the... Do, do you get to the point where you have so many seed there's so many uh plants that you spend all day like harvesting it where you'll run out that, of time that just happened with me yeah at the end of yeah. year one uh corn you can plant at the beginning of the summer and then it keeps harvesting until uh the end of or until the beginning of winter so oh, okay it's i i made this huge field like i had all kinds of different plants but as they started to die off at the end of um summer well corn would kept going so i started to replace everything with corn and i end up with this huge yeah, cornfield, which I posted on my Twitter. I don't know if you saw it, but it's on Twitter. But uh, it's this huge cornfield, but I would be exhausted after I was like three-fourths of the way watering it, and I would have to like, eat a bunch of food, which I would just eat the corn that I was harvesting. But yeah, I'd like eat, and like it would take me like until like 1 or 2 p.m. to just finish watering the cornfield. But I ended up making enough money to upgrade my house, and I got the second-to-best watering can, and uh, I got a grain silo. And Do you have animals? I don't have animals yet. I, I read a tip that said to get the grain silo first. So. Oh, I was going to say, you went through a whole year without animals yet? Crazy. No, I, I would just been focusing on farming. Oh, sure. Well, yeah, you can kind of focus on whatever you want. Because you got to be able to feed the animals, and in order to do that, you have to have a silo. Can you, ever, shit. Uh, can you ever upgrade your stats? Like in it, I guess you don't really have stats, but yeah, your stats just upgrade as you do things. So the more you farm, your your farming will go up. Well, yeah, I know that, but like, do you ever get like more energy or anything like that? Like to where you'll you won't tire out as quick? Not that I know of. Um, yeah, maybe though, and maybe that as your farming proficiency goes up, you get less tired from doing it. I yeah, think it might be. Yeah, because I forgot you can level up. Because like I've level, because I have leveled up. Like I think I'm a level three fisher and like a level. Yep. Like I'm level three most of my stuff. Like I think farming and fishing and and fighting too. Because I did a lot of like. Because there's a little dungeon dungeon crawling type thing in there where you can go mine, right. so mining and go fight. That. That, go that fight monsters. Part reminds me a little bit of Dark Cloud. If you ever played that on PlayStation Two. Yeah. I didn't play that game. It's a randomly generated dungeons. So these ones are the same way. They're randomly generated and you're like, it also reminded me a little bit of like the cave of trials and Zelda. Like you're just trying to go as deep as you can. Yeah. Without survive. dying. And, but then eventually you get the, um, you get elevators like every, was it like every five levels or every 10 levels? Yeah. But Wait. if you die while you're inside of the thing, if you don't make it back to the ladder, you lose all your stuff. You, you lose a couple of items. You don't lose everything. You lose two of your items from your inventory 
and you uh, forget, quote unquote, forget a certain amount of floors. Oh, okay. So you'll go back like ten, the elevator won't take you as far anymore. Pretty much. Okay. How how deep have you gone into the wells or into the caves? I got to, I was on, I was on level nineteen and when I died and then I lost all my levels so now I can only take the elevator to level ten. Oh, okay. Well, then you're not that much farther than me. Not th- in the mines, no. I figured you would be because that's one of the because there's like little um, goals and stuff that they ask you to do, and I think one of them's like get to level sixty or something like that. I thought maybe you'd gotten there by now. But if you don't spend, if you spend more time par- farming than mining, because I, w- I spent a lot of time mining, I guess. Yeah, because I like uh, my yeah. friend Dan. Well, you know Dan. He also yeah. said that he like started playing the game and mostly just was making money from the mining. Yeah, yeah, because that's where you can get. Well, I was trying to get. The, I got the stone in there, and also I was like, you get different missions involving different things. Like I went and destroyed all the slimes there. Have you done anything with like? Did you meet the wizard? Did you? I'm sure you met him, right? Yeah, I met in the, the tower wizard. and all that. I went to the to the community center because there's cool like extra stuff. Like I met the wizard, and there's these little sprite things that hang out in certain areas that you. See, I haven't really done anything with them. I'm sure you have, but well, you go there in the uh, there's like a rundown old community center. Yeah, that you go to. Yeah, and then uh, within that you have to complete bundles, which is like they're like groups of items that you have to basically give to like a shrine. Oh, okay. It, yeah, I didn't get that far. Something for you. So like one of them is like uh, spring foraging bundle is what it's called and it's like all the plants that you could forage by running around the woods in the spring. And then there's one that's like prime crops bundle and that's like all gold versions of x amount of crops so like it's really detailed and you have to like try to make a conscious effort to start saving one of everything you collect if it's a new thing oh okay so you can which is yeah. really hard to do i have like a ton of treasure chests and they're all full of shit <laughs> oh nice yeah because so, you can there's so many items in this game yeah because you can put those in your house like I, I finally i just built one and i was like oh man i'm glad that i have that because now i can store shit and it did would... you upgrade your backpack no i haven't had two thousand dollars yet I got really close. I got fifteen hundred. Cause you need two thousand to get the backpack. But I really need. I really needed a new backpack. But yeah, is any I make like three thousand a day in farming? <laughs> well, yeah, you, you played longer than me. <laughs> I made like I would probably make like three hundred a day or something like that. But I haven't really. You know, I'm not that far. But yeah, there's a lot to this game. Like, uh, there's some sort of underlying story. Like. You're digging up all these random, like, old items, and you take them to this museum, and they give you, like, little pieces of story about whoever the ancient inhabitants of the land were. And there's a theory about the dwarves that live in the caves and where they come from. And Well, there's also, like, uh, isn't there also, like, an overarching theme kind of, like, about, like, uh, corporations versus smaller companies? Oh, yeah. We didn't even mention that. Because I saw a little bit of that. Walmart sort of thing up in the north type part of town and i've never bought a single thing from it and you used to work for them also in the game before you decide to get the farm which is funny because you get like a letter from your grandfather that's like here open this whenever you want to change and then it shows you like working in a cubicle for this like corporation and you decide to go to this farm and then of course you get a big farm it's like basically what happens in every harvest moon game but uh what was Uh i Oh, I was thinking about, you know, like, uh, the, the museum guy that you were talking about, he kind of reminds me of, like, the Animal Crossing Museum. Because, like, everything you find, yeah. you can bring there and put it on display. Like, same thing with yeah, Animal Crossing. Yeah, pretty much one of every item. Yeah, where you can, like, where whatever you find, you can donate, and then it'll be in the museum. So that reminded me of it. And I guess you could say it's, like, Animal Crossing because of, like, the relationships and stuff like the, the way you can talk to people. But I don't think you can get free furniture and stuff from them, unfortunately. Uh, not so far, but you can get, like, uh cash rewards and stuff still from certain quests and i I guess i haven't gotten i got a given a gift at the end of the winter because it's like a christmas kind of thing and someone gave me a gift 
Because it's like a secret Santa without being secret Santa, but that's basically what it was. Oh, okay. Well, I've gotten an item from somebody that wasn't just money at this point. So that's kind of cool. And that was kind of random too. I don't know what determined that. But there's also, as you're digging around, you'll find like certain areas that like, it's a, a lot like Animal Crossing once again, like certain spots you dig and you find random things every day. And uh, there's all these books that are missing from the library. And within those books, like there's a whole bunch of lore about Stardew Valley. And like, there's a whole like story about a goddess that created it and how it was created. And it was a fruit from a tree that was actually the earth and blah, blah, blah. So there's a whole creation myth that you can unlock as you go to for sure of where everything comes from. So it's kind of cool that there's like a persistent history. And then on top of that, you're just farming and you're trying to get laid. Kind of. <laughs> Yeah. Does this game sound at all appealing to you, John? I haven't heard you say anything in a while. Uh, well, I've not played uh, either Harvest Moon or or Stardew Valley, um, and this, it sounds kind of to me like a little bit of a role playing game. It is, but there there's no turn based battles in this though, so you don't have to worry about that. <laughs> yeah, all the battling is just like like more like Zelda or uh, yeah. Secret of Mana or something like that. Yeah, but I mean, would you want to do like a chores in a game pretty much it sounds uh and i mean farming simulators are interesting like it's kind of like they're you're basically doing chores but it's fun you know it's kind of and you can you have a certain amount of creative control of what things look like and yeah and you can do whatever kind of whatever you want to do like if you want to go yeah if you want to go mine a bunch you can do that or you can like fish a bunch or if you want to work on your farm more if you want to go like explore around more if you want to like try to date try to people i guess whatever you know hats to collect. yeah you can so get it's all like kind of a management game sort of like it's definitely a time management game i will say yeah yeah. Well, yeah, definitely. The clock's always ticking, and and you know it's always moving forward. You have twenty eight days of each season. At the end of those twenty eight days, all your crops that don't last to the next season are just dead. They're just gone. Yeah. So you want to make sure and make the best out of it. And also, like and you don't want to be a dummy and plant to where stuff doesn't you know fruit before the end of the season, or you just wasted your money. And yeah. You got to kind of like prioritize those things too yeah but it tells you like how many days each of them take and and all the i was gonna say all of the um stores and stuff they all have hours so like if you take too long to get there and it's closed you can't buy stuff that you want to buy so you have to kind of like manage your time like you were saying which has happened to me a couple of times i'll be like i want to go to the blacksmith and get this done today and i'll like be messing around on my property like cutting down some trees or something i'll like be like oh shit it's 310 he closes at four yeah and i'll seriously start booking it in a town like it does create like a sense of urgency like i have until four at exactly four the door doesn't open and then i have to wait until tomorrow at nine for it yeah. to open again and you get up at like seven so you still have to wait for a minute before it opens. yeah you get up at six i think so yeah the best thing to do is like try to mill about and do your chores go into town and then come back and finish your chores but yeah one thing i really that really bothered me about it like from after playing golf stories i feel your character is so slow like even when he's running Super slow. So slow. I I was like, I went in and I toggled auto run on and off trying to figure out what that meant. And I realized there's like no difference. I mean, there is, but it's not that much. uh, It's it's sensitive to how hard you're tilting the stick. Yeah. There's either walking or running and running is what I've been doing the whole time already. Yep. 
<laughs> it feels <laughs> it feels so slow. But I mean, I mean, it's like I said, compared to Golf Story, like your character's so fast in that. Yeah. But it, I, and it's like it'll take you like thirty hours, like in game or thirty minutes in game to get from like your house to like town. You know, <laughs> it's, it's like you move so slow. So it's kind of a that maybe, was kind of annoying maybe you're to me. Just city folk. <laughs> but I have gotten to the point where I the farm, right? Yeah, <laughs> I'll know maybe. like how long it's going to take to get to places. Like I've been uh, I've been playing it long enough. I've become familiar with the world and like so I'll be like it's going to take me forty minutes to get there. And I like it's dumb that I I've played enough to realize that. Yeah, you can. Well, yeah, I guess you have to. You I'm know, on, like have... autopilot too. Like sometimes I'll just kind of blank out and then I'll like come to and I'm you know I've been doing all my day's chores without even like... thinking about it. Like, <laughs> watering all the plants and then blah 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 and then going and foraging on the beach and then going to the shop and buying some seeds and. It's just, and then you go to bed and you get up the next day and you do the same thing the next day. <laughs> I was going to say you come to and it's like 10 hours later and you're like, man, what happened? I've been farming forever. Well, I played for about 12 hours the other day. Oh, Pretty yeah? Pretty much straight. I took like a couple of breaks, but. Oh, wow. Well, I really wanted to get through the first year. You know, sure. That's what I was telling myself. So yeah. Well, I'm glad that I'm glad that you did because you have uh, you have more insight on the game than and I thought and I, I was wondering what would be different about the second year and so far it's not much different but there's definitely you know I think it, it definitely just, creates yeah. a mystique to keep you playing through the second and third year and I don't think I'm spoiling anything but if you go to the upper northwest part of your property you know you won't see it at first but once you clear like the brush out around it you find a shrine to your grandfather oh cool. And he says, meet me here on the dawn of your third year. Oh, so there you go. So, so there's something like, to look I gotta, forward to. i got to play to the beginning of the third year at least. Yeah, now you're going to make it. What the hell's going on there? Now you're going to make it to then. Yeah, well, that's cool that there's like little things that I felt like a lot of it pushed you like the little goals where it's like, do this, you know, and then you and, and it's like, you know, like when it starts, it's like level up to this and, and build a scarecrow. And then it's like, make a furnace, like go do this, you know, like so it's. You know, there's always things to look forward to. It's not just kind of farming. You know, it's like, oh, do this, do this. And, you know, and then you get more levels. And, and you get money from that sometimes, too. So, But I would say uh, one, if I was just going to give one tip that uh, I thought I wish I would have done, I wish I would have had a lot of more money saved up before winter. Just because in the winter, just you can still everything gain just money, goes, Yeah. Well, you probably have to, like, mine or something, right? Like, sell stones and stuff like that? Yeah, you can do other stuff, but you can't make money quite as quickly as you would. So far, I haven't if you're harvesting, make money yeah. quite as quickly as I could with farming. So it would be good to have a lot of money in the winter and then just use that time, like you were saying, to go to the mines or, like, do fishing or do other things. But uh, there's, a, there's a fair at the end of winter, and I went there. Or no, it's fall. Is it fall? It's either fall or winter. I can't remember. There's a fair where there's a special fruit you can buy but it's really expensive and i wish i had enough money to buy that so i just want to have a lot of money when i get to winter next year you got to make sure and make a note of it so you can it says it says this fruit's like magical and it gives you a special power and i don't know what that means but it's like i've seen it in the legends and stuff and oh it was available to purchase but i didn't have enough money to do it Mm. I wonder if it makes you, like what I was thinking about earlier that I didn't get around to talking about, but when I was asking you about like your energy stats and all that, like in Harvest Moon, there's a magical fruit that you can find that like makes you less tired. Like, you, so it's kind of like a level up, like you eat it and it makes you have a higher, Maybe that's what it is, have higher energy, but there's like 10 of them in the game. Like, and if you find them eventually you like never get tired. Yeah. I was, so I was wondering if there's something like that, but maybe that's what it is. Like you have to find them in the environment in Harvest Moon though. I don't think you can buy any of them. Supposedly, there's a in Stardew Valley. It's the only place you can see this one star, and that's why like people come there for tourism. And uh, they think that the star is the source of this magical fruit that falls to the ground. And 
for whatever reason they just sell it at a kiosk you know during the fair but still yeah it's a mystical fruit that they think might have come from an actual star so it's just part of the mythology and i'm now i just want to play all the way through to winter again and have a bunch of money saved up do you think so it you, keeps you it just keeps you going like you just want to keep playing do you think you'd ever like start a new farm or anything like that like to see what the other different options are i once i i don't know if the grandfather thing is the end of the game like i haven't read anything that says that but i oh, wonder I, if yeah. that's like uh some sort of like marker point that yeah. i would maybe like go back from there yeah i mean there is no end i know that but <laughs> i mean i don't know how far it goes but those games like go on forever like there's not yeah many. i wonder because like there's people in town that seem like they're attracted to each other that are single and i don't know if they end up hooking up and having a family or not or yeah i'd be interested to see how far it goes single until you find a partner yeah i wonder and like how far can you go i'm sure you can have kids but they probably don't get old right like i said that one person was having me deliver a, g- a gift from him to this other person and later on at a festival he was talking about her so it was staying persistent like that they were yeah. attracted to each other but she's the one that's attracted to me the most out of all the so i don't even under- i don't know i don't know what all that means but yeah <laughs> Sure. Well, cool, for sure. I mean, I'd, I'll have to put more time into it so I can get to all that stuff. Yeah, it's totally worth checking out, like you recommended, I'm sure, to anyone. Oh, yeah, 15 bucks, I, I would recommend it. And I mean, this is like one of those games, like one person made it and they got a little bit of help, you know, eventually to to publish it and everything. But like uh, this thing's exploded and it's all over the place. And there's good reason for that. It's a good game. Yeah, I'd heard talk about it for a while, and I kind of wanted to. Well, I wanted to wait for it on Wii U originally, but then it got switched to Switch. Yeah, and same here. We finally got it on Switch, so we've been waiting for this game for a long time. So now that's finally out, you know, get to to do all that. And I've got a fun rule of like farming. <laughs> kind of an unspoken rule in myself of like I try to get a dollar for every hour of play for a game, you know. So I've already played this game probably close to 15 15 hours hours. yeah a few days it's definitely gotten its money value yeah i thought it was 20 or was it golf story that was 20 they were both 14.99 i thought oh okay Uh, yeah i thought i thought one was 20 maybe golf story was yeah i don't know i wanted that one no golf story golf story was 15 i thought that stardew valley was 20 i mean it really doesn't no stardew valley was 14.99 as well oh okay Oh well, maybe it was a uh, Steam World Dig too that was twenty. It was. I think fourteen ninety nine is like a magic number for me for these games. Yeah, twenty dollars is a little bit of a. You got to think about it, but fifteen. Yeah, for a good right. game like that, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. I wish. Uh, I wish that. Uh, and then I spent thirty dollars on two games that I've probably cumulatively put between twenty five and thirty hours into. So yeah, that's a pretty good deal. Yeah, it's really cool that we got like we got like three solid weeks like big time on the indie indie aspect here on the Switch. And you know, you got like Steam World Heist two or uh, not Heist, Steam World Dig two and uh, Golf Story, and then this and then Stardew Valley. So. Hopefully it continues with Yono and the Celestial Elephants tomorrow, or Wolverblade or whatever. But yeah, it's really cool that there's so many like you know good stuff to play on here, and especially like stuff like this that you can just play forever. So this game totally is worth it. like super, super like just like Zelda, totally justifies the handheld mode because it just works really well to just keep playing the game. You don't want to stop playing, so you just pick it up and you keep playing it as you walk away from your TV. Yeah, and uh, I've done that a few times, and it's I haven't. It's the first time I've used handheld mode since Zelda. Oh, well, that's cool. I finally got that, uh, whatever it's called, the the thing that, that we all bought. I finally got it set up in my room, so 
I've been using that thing a lot. The How stand. Do you have it set up? I, I attached it to the to like the food tray that's by my bed, and it's just kind of like just up, and I just lay down on my bed and watch it. It's like isn't it the best? It's pretty. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's. Uh, I've been using it a lot. Like whenever I want to just lay down and play games, and I use the Joy Cons so I can kind of just like lay wherever and play. Yeah. So that's what I've been doing. <laughs> it's a. Uh, that's ideal. I finally get to do what they did in that in that original presentation of the Switch, where they show you laying down and playing with the Joy Cons. <laughs> that guy was like, "You can just lay down," but that's what I've been doing. <laughs> so. Or that person that just had the box over their head with the hole cut in it. I don't remember that. Oh, I thought I showed you that. It was the same thing, except they were just uh, used a cardboard box, the hole cut in the top of it, and then laid the switch on top. Oh, weird. And they were laying down <laughs> on, their gr- on their back on the ground. Oh, that's weird. No, I didn't, I didn't see that, but that's hilarious. It's the ultimate uh, ultimate relaxation. Well, cool. Uh, let's take another break, and then we'll get into... Uh, we're going to do a Mario 64 part of our show. Because we'll, we'll tell you why. Yeah. So let's talk about one of my favorite Mario games of all time, Super Mario 64. Now, why are we talking about Mario 64? I don't think we ever said why we're talking about it. Oh, we're talking about it because we got like three more weeks till Super Mario Odyssey. So we should do a, yep. a Mario 3D countdown is what I was saying. Well, I don't think we've done any... I mean, I don't think we've done any episodes about Mario games in general. No, we've we've skipped that that big Italian elephant in the room. (laughs) Well, we did a whole episode on Mario Kart. Like, we've done, you know, we've done some Metroid ones before, but we didn't do, you know, we haven't done a Mario one. Because we haven't really had, well, we haven't really had a big Mario release since we started doing this, I guess. And, um... And now we do. We do in a few weeks, so we're just going to do We actually, we haven't, have we? Yeah. Since 2015, when we started, there's not been a mainline Mario game. No. Well, they said they were going to give it a, I mean, I think, I mean, like, there was, like, Mario, there was Super Mario Maker. Like, I think that was the only one that we really did, you know, because that one came out, but it wasn't like... that was pretty... It was a great, it's a great game, but it wasn't anything like the regular Mario games, or whatever, you know, it's not like a, like a Super Mario World or like a Mario 64, but yeah, the, Supposedly, there's already a uh, a leaked review out there. They gave it a ten. Yeah, Super they gave Mario it a perfect so. score. Yeah, oh, it, boy, that's the I've got it written down right here. Edge Magazine. Yeah, I'm really excited to play it. It looks great. I was just, you know, I I, I did a I did like a stream of um I I played Mario Mario 64 last night just because I wanted to like be some be more familiar with it for for today's episode. But I just like I played it for like two and a half hours and I got like 40 stars. It was pretty cool. Like I got a pretty good run, but. You can find it on Twitch. It's on there, like for the Nintendo Main Switch or Twitch. I think it's like twitch.tv slash Nintendo Main podcast. But yeah, it's a. I just kind of I started playing it again. I just jumped right into it. So it was really cool. It's a. It's one of those games that I think is aged fairly well. And it's the only like you were saying earlier. It's a, it's the only one where you can punch people. It's Mario. I was kind of yeah. upset that that went away because you can't do it in Super Mario Sunshine or Super Mario Galaxy. It's the only one where you can actually like punch and kick. Punch and kick your way to the top. Well, in Punch-Out, he watches other people get punched. Yeah, so he uh, learned how to do it through that. 
I guess. That's what he learned. Yeah, <laughs> they learned how to punch from that. Would you say this is the equivalent of uh, Mario 1 on the NES as far as the 3D Marios go? I mean, obviously it's the first one sequentially, but it's got its own like retro charm to it that no other Mario games really had since then. Oh, because true. Because it was yeah. the first of its kind. Oh, sure. No, I, I, you could say that. I mean, it was the first 3D... Like, it was kind of like the first 3D game that I think that I played that, like, really, like, blew me away, you know? Because I had played, like, Doom, and I had played, like, Wolfenstein and stuff like that, but Mario 64, like, especially when you get to, like, those Bowser levels where the levels kind of, yeah. like, wrap around each other and, like, double up, it was the first time I was, like, really wowed by a 3D thing. I was like, holy shit, this looks, like, so cool. So and For me, it was, like, the... Yep. The swimming, the level where you can like dive like way down, that just blew my mind how like huge it was, and you were like swimming in a free like you could swim anywhere you wanted like in 3D space. Yeah, I don't think they've ever made swimming as good as it was in this. No, you know, because swimming like is really broken in Super Mario Sunshine. I think it was a little bit better in Galaxy, but it still wasn't as good. Like you still couldn't just hold A and just you know have him just kick his legs. Yeah. So that's unfortunate because swimming was like my favorite, one of my favorite things to do in Super Mario sixty four because I like how cleaned it looked, how clean it looked like under the water. You know, it had this nice like I don't know what it was. I just liked underwater stuff. Which when we get to our favorite stars, which we will, uh, one of them is an underwater one, of course. But what was your what was you guys' experience with uh, Super Mario sixty four? Like, when did you get it? How did you get it? I first got it. I remember I I'd reserved the sixty four. Well, I'll tell you about the first time I I saw it. So I went to uh, Toys R Us when I heard that they were doing the the reserves for the system, and I was just going to put my fifty dollars down and uh, get my reserve. And I was thirteen at the time, so my mom drove me and. We came into the store together, and I did not expect that they were going to have an actual demo unit up and running. And so I just looked over out of the corner of my eye, and I I saw there on the TV this image that I had seen in the magazines for for months. And of course, this is 1996 before things were up on video and everything. Just I just I remember the feeling of seeing this game in motion for the first time where i'd been looking at static images in the magazines and stuff and you know my mom bless her heart you know she said it's okay go ahead and play and she just let me play i must have played it for a solid 30 minutes at the store and there was kids waiting behind me i didn't care i was just it playing super mario 64 it didn't kick you off like didn't it didn't it used to say like uh the, what was what did it used to say i know you know it jeremy thank you for playing in my game who's the next yeah did it say that yeah yeah it, 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 there was like a there was a time cut off they might have just been running the game straight off of the in 64 though they might not have had the time maybe, maybe they had a maybe it re, seemed like they had a retail copy and not a demo copy it's probably more like that it just seemed like 30 minutes to me like yeah. I, I'm, I'm remembering it incorrectly probably but i, I just like all the kids really would have remember. been in an uproar behind you <laughs> that's true that's true okay yeah. I'm, I'm remembering incorrectly oh no but, I, what I, I really remember is that like my mom didn't say anything about oh we gotta go and you know, she just let me play it, and it was like a big deal to me, and she and she recognized that, so I appreciate her for that. And uh, yeah, so that that had to tide me over for the next month until I actually got the system. And uh, me and my friend were just kind of like uh, talking every day. I remember in homeroom, oh, you're gonna play this game. Oh, oh what game did you get? What what you reserve and all that stuff. What are you gonna do? Uh, well talking about the system and finally uh he gave me a call one day it was supposed to come out on september 29th and he called me on uh, i think it was a friday so it was like two days before it was like the 24th he called me and i heard in the background 
bing, 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 the sound of coins. I'm like, what is that? Yeah. And he's, oh, I got my system early. And you're like, what? Apparently, that Toys R Us <laughs> had released like two days early. Oh yeah, back so in I re- what's that? I was just gonna say, back in that day, back in the day, it was like the wild west of, of game releases. Yeah. You know, like there wasn't. It wasn't like now where it was like super solid on the day. Like a lot of people, you could right. easily get shit early, especially in right. Super Nintendo times where it was just kind of like, oh yeah, we got this game. Like, uh, you want it? You know, it's like they don't really, wouldn't yeah. really wait. Like you get it early. It's like, okay, yeah, go ahead and buy it. Whatever. You know? Yeah. Like they probably just got the truck in that day and just put it right up on the shelf. Yeah. They weren't like super, so- yeah, they weren't super, super hardcore about it as they are now, but people didn't really have a way to follow the release date that much. Like I remember just had to go to like Toys R Us and they had a book that you could look at and like, maybe it had a date, maybe it didn't, or like maybe the date wasn't right, you know, like for get future games and stuff like that or like GameStop too. Oh yeah. But, yeah. 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 Well, they were luckily, uh, pretty lenient with the release date at that Toys R Us because it was out and so I told my dad we have to go and we got in the car and I went over and got, got my 64 and I drove right back home and I played it for my first real marathon session of gaming nine hours that was the longest oh wow wow at that point that I had played uh, one video game without turning the power that, re- that represented a bigger portion of your life than nine hours does now <laughs> right, that's true. That was a significant portion of my life at that point when I was thirteen. I don't think I ever yeah. really, yeah, I don't think I ever really measured the time that I played games when I was in high school. You know, because there wasn't really. I mean, I guess you you could look at the clock, but I just didn't like. There wasn't really anywhere I was like, man, I played this game for like a long time. I was just kind of like, I just played all the time. Like whenever I had time, I played. You know, was pretty much what it was. Right, right. I remember I had a report to do that evening, and I just straight up didn't do it and uh, my family would rent movies every weekend and we'd watch watch movies that was the thing mm-hmm. i skipped the movie they all watched the movie upstairs i was playing the game <laughs> downstairs it was just all about mario 64 yeah and just that feeling of going from 2d to 3d i think is kind of uh yeah it didn't it didn't wear off after nine hours i was still looking at the game mm-hmm. like i can't believe this is on my tv yeah it's like it's one of those things that I don't think you'll ever get to relive that again. Like, just how much of a... I know Jeremy and I have talked about this before, before we ever podcasted. It was just, like, the difference between, like, Super Nintendo and this is, like, some experience that you probably won't really have again. I mean, I guess, like, from this to, like, HD, you could say, or, like, from 64 to, like... VR VR was the closest I had to that experience, and uh, it still wasn't... I don't know. I mean, it was cool, but I could still... It still felt more fad-like than, like, the world is changing... Yeah, like the three the 3D Mario like was like this is what games are going to be from now on, which was not completely true. Yeah, unfortunately, that's what I thought too. A whole new echelon of gaming had been established at that point. Yep. Yeah, I've had this conversation recently with uh, with a friend who's I want to say he's about ten years younger, and he was saying, you know, what what was that like? You know, I can't imagine what that would have been like going from 2D to 3D. I was trying to explain it to him, and I really just I couldn't put it into words. He had to, yeah, yeah, he had to be there yeah. i just remember after i played mario the first time at blockbuster like all i knew about the game was like you know so like late in eighth grade because it came out my freshman year of high school people were talking about the ultra 64 that's what the code name of it was or whatever yeah that's or what it was called the magazines were calling it yeah and uh so that's all i knew about it and then like uh i would read the game magazines mostly egm i think at a like Walden books in the mall, you know, cause I couldn't, I didn't have a subscription or anything. And, uh, I, I knew kind of what to expect and I knew about this analog stick and I was super excited about it. But when I actually first played it, like it blew my mind so much that I just remember like drawing pictures of 
Mario and stuff like even in I was even though I was in high school I was like envisioning like traveling through the 3D world and stuff like in my head still after, when I was no longer playing it like I wish I had it I wish I could play it now but like at least I can think about it and like yeah. what I would do and I remember doing the same thing with Super Nintendo back in you know junior high like I'd just be thinking about being at home playing my games all day so I'd just be drawing pictures of Link fighting Octoroks and stuff like that so it was <laughs> it was like that all over again yeah, I think that was, yeah, I mean, Mario 64 was kind of like the first Mario game, I think, that I really loved, believe it or not, because I kind of missed out on Super Mario World, because I didn't really, I didn't like Super Mario that much on the on the Nintendo, on the NES, like when I was a kid, because I thought it was too hard, and my sisters played it, and I was always Luigi, and they were mean to me, they'd like pause the game and have me die and all that, and <laughs> so I didn't really like Mario that much. And I got my Super Nintendo without Super Mario World. You know, I just got it as a system with no games. And I never really played it. And then as soon as Mario 64 came around, I was like, wow, this game's amazing. And that was like kind of like my, when I started loving Mario. And then I went back and started playing like Super Mario World and all the other stuff. And then I, you know, found the love for it later. But it was kind of the one that did it for me. You know, I didn't get mine until Christmas. So I didn't get it in September. Like I know, John, you said you got yours real early. Um, I rented, like we rented the system from a rental place, which was weird. We rented the system and I played Super Mario, you know, I played Mario 64 for a while and i was like wow this game's really good asked for it for christmas you know it was really hard to find i had a friend that worked at kmart so he you know he was able to like reserve it for us and all that and we ended up getting it and and i bought i remember i bought uh i bought mortal kombat trilogy and an extra controller like before i got the system you know so i'd have a a multiplayer game to play over christmas and i remember getting it and just like christmas night i was like i just want to sit here and play this game that's like all i want to do i just want to sit, sit, play this game and i want nobody to bother me at all and it was just like and i was just so blown away like by the way just like how great it looked and just uh yeah and just like those like those bowser levels that like wrapped around themselves i was like holy i was like holy shit like and i felt the same way i was like i was like this is like the super nintendo where like you know like all the scrolling backgrounds like you're gonna see that in everything and and I was like, oh, the games are going to be 3D now. And then, of course, they weren't. But that's what I thought when I played it. I was like, oh, man, there's like all these games are going to be are going to look like this. And, you know, from there, it was just it wasn't what would this <laughs> series look like in 3D. Yeah, pretty much. But it didn't. But it took forever to get to that. And but and yeah. it, I mean, like, when was the next time you saw something like that? Probably like Banjo-Kazooie or like Donkey Kong 64. You know, it took a long time, like to get another game that looked like that. You know, like even Zelda say, wasn't I'd quite like Banjo, that. I'd say Banjo Kazooie was the next thing to come close. Yeah, and it but kind it of took a while. Out, but it was sort of like yeah. definitely mimicking the style of what had been established before it. Well, I just was just hoping that all the other third parties were just going to be able to mimic it. You know, and it'd be like, oh, cool, there's another game that's like this. Because wasn't know? wasn't Croc the first 3D like game? Isn't that what like people say? Croc 3D or something? <laughs> I don't know anything. I don't know anything about Croc, but yeah, they they they. <laughs> I know that they claim some things, that they claim that, like, Nintendo stole a bunch of shit from them and that they actually invented <laughs> everything that they did and all this shit. <laughs> I don't know if you yeah, believe... Croc. I don't know if you believe Croc, but they do, but they do like, uh, claim that Super Mario 64, like, uh, stole a bunch of shit from them. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that, but, yeah, whatever. You think Miyamoto's <laughs> up there in the office, there. like, with the PlayStation, rifling through all the systems, okay, what can I copy off of? Oh, Croc. No, well, apparently they were originally apparently they were originally working with Nintendo to make their Croc game, and it was going to be like a Yoshi game, and Yoshi got turned into Croc later. Blah blah blah. Kind of sounded they kind of sort of like sounded like Dylan, Dylan Cuthbert at one point, you know, the same sort of thing, being like, I came up with all this shit and they stole it from me, you know. 
but then they released it as a different thing, you know, except theirs just didn't release. Yeah. Well, until like Star Fox Command. But yeah, the Croc is a whole nother, that's a whole nother episode. <laughs> Maybe the Yoshi edition of Croc will come out. As yeah, a, that's kind of came out game on the field. But uh, yeah, when did you, so when did you get the uh, Mario 64, Jeremy? Like, was it, was it at launch? Was it at Christmas? I'm sure we talked about this before in our 64 launch episode, but it's been we such did. a long time. I don't remember. I didn't, I didn't have the 64 until after Ocarina of Time came out, but I had my best friend at the time, uh, in high school had the 64. So I just went to his house and played like all the good games. So I played Mario 64 a little bit, but only like rented it cause he didn't own it other than playing it at the, um, blockbuster and shit or if i rented it i hadn't played it until like 98 after zelda came out oh okay so i was behind the curve on a lot of the mario 64 stuff i still had that you know that wow moment i played it before the 64 came out at blockbuster as i said before and just had this total revelation of what a lot of things about it meant so i was gonna say like one of the big things i remember like the first time i saw mario world was the the sound the sound was something that like oh, blew yeah. my mind compared to the NES. I think the Super Nintendo sound was a giant leap. Well, it starts off like right at the beginning, like what we played at the very beginning of our episode. It's just very beginning of it is uh, Mario just talking and his giant fucking face looking at you, talking to you. Yeah. You know, like super big face that's detailed 3D that he doesn't look that good in the actual game. But it was just right in the right at the beginning. It's just like, it's a me, you know, like right there. It's just like, boom, voice. And I was like, holy shit. And you could like stretch well, his face all over the place and all that, you know. I was going back a little bit and saying like that was the Super Nintendo's impact on me versus the NES. But I feel the same way about the obviously the N64 also improved upon the sound, but the visuals were just something new. It wasn't even a it wasn't an iteration of what we had seen before. It was something new. Yeah. So like that's the thing. Like the SNES graphically was like the Nintendo. It was just like a better version of but the same thing. Whereas the N64 graphically was completely different. Oh yeah, it was a whole new generation before it. Yeah, it was a whole so new that's what I'm field. saying. So that's why I almost think that the sound between the NES and the SNES was like a huge thing that might have been the giant leap. Sure. That created the atmosphere, like with the echo and the caves and uh, Super Mario World and yeah. all that. Well, Super Mario World and had like, a really, really good soundtrack too. So it's like yeah, everything about it was super atmospheric. If you're playing in stereo, yeah, like it sounded so good and it blew my mind as like a nine year old kid. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure, yeah. yeah. Remember on the box it said CD quality sound. Did it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Because I remember looking at my friend's Super Nintendo box. I, I had the Genesis. Well, Super Nintendo had really like, good had really good sound quality. I was guessing though. my decision. Like, oh, man, this has CD quality sound. No, oh, oh. Super Nintendo did have like a, had a had a sound chip and all that so and it's and in the end like the music did sound better in the super nintendo than 64 i think but that mar but mario 64's soundtrack was really good maybe yeah. not maybe not all the other ones were but that one was great <laughs> you know particular but but above anything it was that it took familiar elements from mario and transposed them to 3d in a very great way to where it still felt like it was a mario game like i don't know how they did that like they did such a good job doing it like transposing that from one medium to an entirely different three-dimensional yeah. medium like they nailed it and set the stage for all the awesome games we're going to talk about in the next couple of weeks and the one that's coming out in three weeks yeah which two, uh, two weeks two weeks 
two weeks. Well, it's uh, yeah, because uh, what? Because what's it? The twelfth now, and comes out yeah. on twenty seventh. So we're pretty close. But of course, our Super Mario Odyssey episode won't be until after the game releases, so we can get some time to play it. And I'm super excited. I've mentioned before that I'm planning on not working on the on the Friday. So I'll what probably... about our uh, normal uh, scary episode? Are we just gonna skip that this year? Oh yeah, a Halloween episode. I don't know. We'll figure it out. <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll do. Uh, maybe we'll do it after. Maybe we'll do it like The Simpsons, where we do the Tree Horse House of Horror at the beginning of uh, November. You know, instead of whatever. But well, we can always fit it in to the. Some we'll fit it in somewhere. But uh, do you guys guys want to talk about our favorite stars of Mario sixty four? Let's do it. Like Super Mario sixty four. Like I said, it's probably one of my favorite games of all time. I when I was in high school, it was I basically played it every day after school, and even after I beat it and got one hundred and twenty stars and all that, I went back and I would play like stars like over and over and over again, like after school. Like that's what I would do. I would go, I would go and like go to this these stars that I like to play, and I would play them over and over and over again. And they were so easy because you could go right to them, and I'd go get the one hundred and twenty lies, which I never needed, you know, like from or the hundred lies from Yoshi and the little sparkle jump or whatever. I'd go get all that crap and then go, uh, and then just go play the levels all over again. And it was, it was so much fun that I just kept returning to it. So I thought we should just like do a list. I wanted to do a video of my favorite star stuff, which I probably will do eventually on YouTube before uh, Super Mario Odyssey comes out. But uh, I played, like I said, when I was playing it the other night, I think I hit most of them. I think there's like one that I didn't do that's on here. But yeah, these are ones that I played over and over and over again after after school. Like, I don't know if they're necessarily the best ones, but they're probably the ones that I enjoyed that I played the most. So I'll, uh, do you just want to alternate? Do you? How do you want to do it? Do you want us all to do five each or do you just want to do one and then another one or how? How do you want to do it? I mean, I think you guys are pretty into this, so if you guys just want to talk about yours, and then I'll mention a few that I liked. Okay. I'm, I'm fine with that, too. Well, I'll, I'll say my five, and say if you're, any of them are on your list or not, I guess. Sure. And I'll mention I'll mention what level they're from first. So this is just, I kind of just, these are in no particular order. I just kind of threw them together. So uh, my first one is from Cool Cool Mountain. That's the very first snow level. Um, it's the big penguin race. And this one in particular is the giant penguin, the one that you race after the 120 stars, is the one that That's I'm referring yep. to. Because I played that one a lot because it was a lot. It was really cool that after you beat the game, you could go back and it's way harder now. And the penguin's huge. He takes up most of the raceway and he's way faster now. So I thought that was a cool thing that you could come back to after you found everything in the game. So that was one that I played a lot when I after you know after school when I would like boot up the sixty four and just go through them. So that's my first one on the list. Second it one. It was always fun on that one to, to try and jump off the slide and then land lower. Oh yeah, because there's one part you could do that, but he can also kind of yeah. like force you off too. And there is a there's a shortcut in there as well, but I don't think you'll win the race if you take it. Like there's a wall you can go through towards the right, end with the coins that yeah. lead into the wall. Yeah, yeah, it goes into the wall and then it turns in like a tunnel, so you can't fall off. So it makes it a little bit easier. But I think you don't. I think like you can't beat him if you go through there. You go slower. I don't know. I don't remember. I was playing it and I actually didn't get to the penguin one. I just did the regular race as it's on its own when I was playing the other day. But I'll have to get back to that. My second one, and this is probably my favorite level of the whole game, is uh, in Big Boo's Haunt. It's the ghost house. I just love the way the sound was. And there was just so many like scary moments, like especially the piano. I'm sure anybody who's ever played this game knows about yeah. the fucking piano that has giant like that. teeth and just starts chasing you and it's so loud. I don't like it. And it freaked me out so much. And I just, I love it. Like I love like there's, I love all the weird like mystery stuff in that level. Like there's 
there's like the bookcase and there's a lot of giant booze and the and the carousel in the in like in the basement that just has that song like the circus sounding song when you go down there. I love it. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. one. If you listen to the WRT radio episode from last year, the uh, the six episode six six six, that song is in there. <laughs> From uh, where I did like the best uh, Halloween themed songs, that that one is in there. Well, it's in there mixed with the, uh, with mixed with the um, regular theme to that level. You know, the like that one. So it's very it's very cool and it's very cool and haunting and I just like it. But the but the star that I picked from that level was uh was the first one you do the go on the ghost hunt where you go chase down all of the booze and then you fight a giant boo because i thought that one was cool like you go to all the different levels in the first floor and then you fight a giant boo and then you get the stairs to go to the next floor and then you go and explore the i just i kind of liked how that level was played out and i guess if i had to pick any of the stars from that that's the one i'd pick is the one where you chase the booze which is always fun i was like always like the ghost house so that's my second one my third one is from the lethal lava land which uh that was another fun one for me to go to i like bullying the bullies and all that but i didn't put that as my number one star from that one i put hot foot into the volcano because i always liked the way the volcano looked you know like that one you go up to it and like it erupts and then you can jump into it and there's like a bunch of series of like climbing uh poles and stuff and there's two different stars yeah, yeah, in yeah. there you like that yeah, I like that one. I played it a lot, actually. <laughs> I played it. I played it a lot. Like, there's the elevator one, and there's. I think I got both of those stars actually in my Twitch playthrough. But that was the one that I played a lot because I really liked the way the inside of the volcano looked. So, I mean, a lot of those were for me was the uh, the way stuff looked. Number four is from Shifty Sandland, the uh, stand on the four pillars one. That's like probably my favorite boss thing. It looks is very much like a Zelda boss, like the one that has the hands with the eyes on them. Do you remember fighting that guy? He's like, I don't it, remember he, that guy. He, so like, there, you know, so the shifting sand land. There's like four pillars that you can you can run up to the top of them. But I would always fly yeah. around like once you had the fly, once you had the wing hat. You know, you fly to all of them and you land all four of them. And once you land on all four of them, the top of the pyramid like spins and explodes. And then you go into the top of the, then you go in through the top of the pyramid and you get on like an elevator and it takes you down to this boss fight that these two big block hands and they have eyes on their hands and you have to punch their eyes. And there's actually a Wind Waker boss that's the same, this is like very much exactly like this that you fight later in the, in the Legend of Zelda Wind Waker. But it feels very much like a, like a Zelda boss. It was like, I thought it was a really cool boss. I liked the way the hands looked, you know, and they kind of like try to push you and you punch the hands and the hands explode and you get the star. But I played, I would always play like all of the boss stars and that was one that I think is most memorable, memorable to me out of all of those. So that's my number four. And my number five is kind of a silly one, but it's from a Wet Dry World. When you go into that secret town that's like under everything, and you swim through and get all the all the red coins, like that was another oh, one that, that, I, that I played a yeah. lot because you could like change the water level. But I loved like swimming in that game so much, so that one was a lot of fun to me. Like go find this secret little town that has all this shit. I always like games where you could like just find shit, you know, and it kind of felt like it lived there almost. Sort of like finding like the weird little gremlin guys in Super Metroid, or like the bird that teach you how to like jump high with the speed thing and all that. Like I like all weird quirky stuff like that, so it kind of reminded me of that. But those are my five. Uh, what do you What do you guys got? I've got uh, the princess painting slide. I can't remember the name of some of these, but the one where you oh, dive that, through the that one doesn't. Yeah. Glass window. I don't that think that one, no yeah. that one doesn't have a name because it's considered a secret star, so it does uh, not have a particular name. But yeah, no, oh, it's you the don't slide. Count secret stars. 
No, it's fine. That counts. Any any star counts. I mean, if you yeah, want to so say your, that one. if you want to say your favorite um, star is Toad giving you one, you could say that. But those are lame. <laughs> the ghost toads. Yeah, they look like ghosts. Yeah, no, that one's cool. Yeah, you find it in the. Yeah, I like those secret ones. There's also the one where you can find. It's like in a. It's like in an aquarium. You can go in there and you can collect collect coins. That was pretty cool too. Yeah, that was one mine too. What I liked about the the slide levels was that I felt that was something you really couldn't do in. A, I, I couldn't have done that in, in a 2D game. Oh, that's true. Yeah, um, no, you couldn't. With all that, like, twisting and turning and diving, and you could jump off. Like I said before, you jump off and try to land down below. I was just, like, so impressed. And then the, the music in those levels is so catchy that I find myself, like, whenever I'm hurrying up in my life doing something fast, I have that music playing in my head. Uh, yeah. 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 So I you just, like, I, try to start with a dive with the, yep, yep. yeah, I was wondering like, how do you do it? Like, cause I was always, I don't think it matters, but I was convinced that if you like go on your belly, it's faster <laughs> instead of like well, racing you on jump your and dive from the, it's, it would seem like you'd be faster. Yeah. If you jump and dive, you'll, you'll, you'll like slide on your belly. Whereas if you just run, you'll slide on your butt. And I always thought that your belly was faster, but that's, yeah, that's what I would always do. But you had more control when you were sitting on your butt. Yeah. yeah, but I always felt like um, it was faster, so I'd always do the dive. Yeah, I'd do the jump dive for that. But I do remember my mind being blown when I found out you could get an extra star from that. Yeah, I liked the thought that... Oh, yeah, the less than 20 seconds, right? Or 21 yeah. seconds, something like that. Oh, I thought we were just talking about secret stars in general. I just no, the, thought of like, that, exploring... That same the, course. Oh, on the same course. Yeah. yeah, same course you can get a second one for beating your time or, or going quicker, which is cool, like, that they That's would right. double it up. That's the same thing, like, with the big penguin one that I was talking about. Like, you, you beat it once, and then you go back, and you beat, have to beat it with the penguin, and now it's harder. You know, like, it's kind of like kind of like that. My next one was the rabbit in the basement. Uh, another secret secret star, I think. <laughs> yeah, that rabbit. I always felt so bad for that rabbit after you caught him because he looks, like, dead. <laughs> He's just like, because he like doesn't move, and you kind of pick him up, and he goes all limp. So to, oh. I, I would, I'd always leave him by Toad. I was like, here, Toad, you take care of him, because he looks so sad. He looked like so sad and dead after you catch him. I just thought that it was cool that there was some other creature wandering around in the castle. Yeah, and uh, he had to chase him and dive after him. Yeah, and there's a uh, few of them. Like they, they show back up again. I think there's like three or four of them. The other one I liked. Uh, next one I liked is uh, no name for this one but it's the one where you get the invisible cap oh, okay um, yeah under the in, like under in the, the moat under the moat yeah you have to dive into the the pit and you have to drain the moat and dive into the pit and what i liked about that one was that gigantic slide yeah it's kind of a pain in the ass because if you miss any of the coins on the way down you have to start all over again but i don't think you lose any lives like if you die there because it's a bonus level or something so well i, that I, would, I got the coins and then beyond that i would just go back to you were talking about things you went back to. I would just go back to that slide again and again just to dive down it because you could jump to oh, yeah. the top all the way down. You could. And the camera pulls way <laughs> And it would way hurt back. you, yeah, whenever you landed, yeah, if you did land. Yeah. yeah, and again, it's one of those first things you can do in 3D kind of wow, wow moments. Like, wow, this game is huge. Look at Mario. The, the camera's 100 feet back, and he's like the size of a pea. You know, he's just like yeah. so small on the screen. This game is gigantic. For sure. So that's... That's the one. That's one game that. That's one level that I would show to people the first time they were playing it at my house. I was like, "Check this out!" And yeah. It's like, Whoa. Sure. So, uh, the next one that I liked is Mario Wings to the Sky. Oh where yeah, he yeah. First gets the wing cap. Well, yeah, I figured you'd say that because that's another thing you could never do. I mean, you could fly, but never right. in three D space. Which a lot of people, I've I've talked to people who have a hard time beating that one, and like it's pretty easy actually as long as you just follow the coins. 
like for that. Like you're supposed to go in the circle and instead of like going down and like back up and all that shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I like the sensation of flying. Oh, for yeah. sure, yeah. It, just, uh, it was pretty amazing. And my last one that I liked is Koopa the Quick. I liked Koopa the Quick. It was a demonstration for me of uh, the character in that game, where you got to meet, meet some other characters, and they had like certain uh, senses of humor. And oh, I never knew before, oh, there's one Koopa who likes to race you know whereas before they were just these things that you jumped on yeah and he comes back too like i think he comes back mm -hmm. in the small in like the big small world which there were a lot of yeah. favorites that i liked in there that i guess i couldn't fit into my list like i like the one where you drain the top and you fight the wiggler and i like the mm -hmm. one where you find all the little secrets like where you find all the little holes they give you they give you a secret number like that one's cool too but yeah yeah he's uh yeah. he comes back he comes back a couple times so you get to see him again which is pretty rad yeah so that's my five Cool. Did you get anything from that, Jeremy? Or any thoughts? I mean, you guys actually did cover a lot of the ones I I had thought of. Um, mostly, I've like I said, I've never played this game through to completion. Um, by the time I got into it, by the time I was actually able to play it and I owned it, I was also playing like Banjo Kazooie and stuff. So, oh yeah. Sadly, this is the Mario game that I was like far behind on. Yeah. Um, but I've played all these levels. Like I remember like I really loved the level where um you chased the giant sea serpent and it had the uh star on its tail. Oh yeah. So you can, actually chase can, it down. Can the eel and come I, out? And and I was play? scared. I thought I had to fight him and I was like totally overwhelmed and thinking I gotta fucking fight this thing huge thing. But then I'm like, oh, yeah. oh wait, no. I just grabbed that star and it's over and I was like so relieved, but I also sort of felt like I beat him even though I didn't. Mm -hmm. I always had like, that was kinda cool. I always had the hardest time getting him to come out. Like I couldn't figure out what the like what you were supposed to do. Because most time I'll like wait in front of him and like kind of move a little bit and he won't come out. And then I'll like move a little bit more and then like I leave and then I come back and he's out. And it's like what <laughs> you know? <laughs> or he'll like put his head out and like hit you and you die. You know? I don't know. I had a hard time with him. There is but, a like the first time you get a like use the the wing cap. Of course, like John was saying that like blew me away too. But like I found that that was almost the same thing underwater. It just moved a little slower. Oh sure. It was kind of the like obviously the mechanics were different, but you still had that. You almost had more control. Well, you definitely had more control underwater. Yeah. What you could do. No, you did for sure. So like I almost found myself like gravitating more towards the water levels. Like it's my favorite levels because it was like flying, but with more control. Yeah. So what else do you have then, other than the uh, eel? I got the eel. I got the. Uh... I mean, I really like, damn it, what's the one where you, depending on how you jump into it, oh, is that Dire, no, not Dire, Dire Docks. Wet Dry World? Yeah, Wet Dry World. Yeah. I like that one, how, like, how you enter the level. It's different, mm -hmm. depending on how you do. So, yeah, I, uh, and I did like the, that was Dire, Dire Docks with the Bowser submarine, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, where the first one you do the submarine, and then it moves back, and then you can do other stuff after that. I, w I would always try to get stars that aren't the ones that it tells you to get whenever I get to right. a level. Because I know I know it so well that I'm like... Because like in that one with the submarine, you can swim through those uh, like rings and get a different star like before you get to the... Even though I think you might need... Even though I think you need a... I think you need the metal hat to get that star once you get it out of the rings. But but it's cool to get, get, get other stuff other than what it asked you to, to get. It was always fun. Yeah, most of the things that blew my mind in this game were like... I remember jumping into that puddle to get into the level that like blew my mind how it like rippled oh yeah yeah the water effects i mean that's what yep. wave race was all about was how crazy the water looked and like when the water drained yeah it, it was awesome when you drain the water and like you get to a different part and mm -hmm. like i don't know what blew my mind more than anything was like the persistent overworld and the like how you were using the overworld to get to the different levels like that was cool i hadn't obviously that was nintendo just trying something new with how 
you were going to get into their levels. But yeah, it was like one of the first like hub worlds to me. It there, was you know. There's totally something 2D you had to jump into, or something like yeah, some sort of flat surface that you jump into to get to a level from the hub world. For sure. But the puddle of mercury liquid was so cool. You would jump in it. That, that was really cool. Yeah, Metal Mario was cool too. Yeah. Did you have any? And did you have any other favorite stars to talk about? Or no, I just I don't actually like have a list of my favorite stars other than the the bonus ones off of the hub world were all my favorites. Oh, okay, that's fine. That's cool. But yeah, I mean, Super Mario sixty four is a great game. You know, we talk about our favorite stars on here. We're uh, super excited for Super Mario Odyssey. Of course, you see a lot of stuff in this. What I was going to say earlier when I was playing the when I was playing it last night, you know, like you go to one star and then you start over and you go to another star. I'm really looking forward to be able to get like multiple things in one run, you know, like you'll be able to do an Odyssey. So that'll be cool. That'll be a new thing that you've never done before. You know, where you're like you get you get a oh, star. Right. You can just keep getting the moons. Yeah, the moons are like the equivalent of the star, but you don't have to start the level again every time you get your goal. So that'll be really and there's fun. There's a to lot do. more moons so it just, than stars. It just does the little you got a moon thing and then it goes right back to you can keep playing. Yeah, you just keep playing. And I think like sometimes it unlocks like more of the level after you do that. It might just save automatically. Yeah, I'm sure it saves automatically. But some of them it like launches more like more of the level like happens after that, so it's cool. Yeah, and you don't you don't have to do the whole like restart. So I'm very much looking forward to that because I never really did that in any of these 3D Mario games. So that'll be cool. Anyway, I think uh, I think we're good on time for this, so we're gonna put a pin in it. Um, you know, we've been your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson, Jeremy Kowski, John Litter, and uh, you know you can find us at NintendoMadePodcast.com. You can research. Uh, you can search for Nintendo Made Podcast and pretty much everything, any sort of uh, podcast thing that you use. You can find us on Twitch now, Nintendo Made uh, Podcast on Twitch, whatever. Just put like Twitch TV slash Nintendo Made Podcast. I've been I've been doing streams Thursdays and Sundays, so you can you can catch that. I've been trying to do some Halloween stuff. I did Castlevania Four last week. I wanted to beat it, but I kind of didn't. <laughs> I gave up like once I got to the gear level because it kind of destroyed me. But but I'll be doing more stuff. Like I'll do more stuff this Sunday involving Halloween shit. So you can catch that on there. You can also find us on YouTube on YouTube slash Fingmater. And uh, you know, send us an email at nintendomainpodcast.com if you want to, or nintendomainpodcast at gmail.com if you want to like let us know about our show and how much you hate us and all that. But anyway, uh, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll catch you next week. Catch you next week. See ya. <laughs>
my song. Bye-bye.